kick one, two, one, two, bitch. bitch. Big pressing right now. Big pressing. <laughs> Shout out to Stutter Man. Old Town's very own. And Quake Beats. Yes, sir. That's episode 264. 264. Of the most consistent podcast in the area. Still logical sense. This is your boy, Buzz Beast. And over here is your boy, JC. No hoodies. We're getting our big stepping right now. You know, Bay Area style. LA has a whole other way of doing it, you know. <laughs> that they do yeah that they do that they do how the fuck you doing I'm chilling man same here I'm been chilling. chilling I've been chilling I've been chilling been, been celebrating uh, getting ready for new life yeah you have yeah life has been good uh, welcome in getting ready for my nephew yeah on, on the way uh, so I've been celebrating with my brother and my brother's girl yeah uh, so we had the baby shower once what again was what was it that was like two weeks ago. Last weekend? Mother's Day not, weekend. Not, uh, not this past weekend. But yeah, the weekend but the before. Week, week before. Mother's Day weekend. Mother's Day weekend. Yeah, yeah. And happy Mother's Day to all the mothers happy out there. Happy Mother's Day, you know. Yeah, so that went smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said. That kid is spoiled rotten already. Yeah, he is. Oh, yeah. And again, Gabby's mother's chips. Mwah. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, crap. <laughs> oh my god like she's like oh you like them chips huh yeah I was like yeah take a whole cup I'm like nigga no plate no you don't want the rice the rice is free base oh god <laughs> I know what I'm giving for hey, I, I know hey. I'm the rice is <laughs> the rice is it's almost dry <laughs> you gotta put the former back in the <laughs> First, you got to put the rice back into the container and let it flood. <laughs> the rice will turn you into a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, how was your Mother's Day, though? Uh, it was smooth. My mom, shit. The mother's, uh, mother's Day was right after the baby shower, so yeah. we did not do shit. <laughs> my mom laid up in the house. Nice. And that's how we spent it. Yeah, I took my mom to brunch. It was nice. We were just chilling. They had like a little band playing and all that. That was cool. Wingstop fucked up my order, so oh. my mom just ate what was the fuck up order. How did they fuck up your order? They didn't send the fries on the delivery. Ooh, no, 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 no. You gotta have the fries. So I went and got in my car. Did you get and, your fries? Yeah, and I uh, put the order back in the bag. I was mm. just gonna do a trade off because it was like, okay, well, here's the food, you know. I just want some hot food. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, we messed it up, so just keep that food. And we'll just make, you know, make the whole order again. And they give you your sauce and everything, too? Yeah. Okay, that's, what, that's what the fuck I thought. So I brought back the old order with mm-hmm. the new order. What's the what's the, what's the regular you get all the time? Oh, man. Because <laughs> I, I need to mix it up a bit. Oh, man. <laughs> 
Look here, brother. <laughs> this is what you do, okay? Uh huh. You get your ten piece all drums. Ooh. You tell them original hot. Mm. You tell them wet. Wet. Yeah. Okay. I, I like my wings like I like I like my women. Wet. Wet. <laughs> yeah. A good yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me a hell yeah. All right. Yeah. Then you get on the side. Well, I guess you could do it now mm-hmm. because they have it now. Uh, hot lemon. Okay. But when they don't have it in stock, mm-hmm. you just get the uh, lemon pepper on the side. Okay. Bring it home. Just douse the bitch. Douse that bitch. Because <laughs> the wings are already wet with yeah, the hot sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now you just douse it even more. You just mm. let it, just let it sizzle. Let it sizzle. Mm. Then, Wingstop got a special. Where you do two uh, strips mm. for one ninety nine or two ninety nine? I think I had that before. And you just had to tell them all wet barbecue sauce. Ooh. Just I let it, just just let it, just let it marinate. And then of course the fries. Um, yeah. The because best. I order so much, I always get the coupons in the mm-hmm. in the email yeah. for the free fries. So I just add on in my meal the the veggies, mm. and then I get the fries on the side with the coupon. The fries, the fries and their ranch. Yes, the perfect like, combination. Oh my god, they have the best ranch. That's and why when people are like, "Oh, I only eat French fries with ketchup," I'm like, hmm, "You ain't never been to Wingstop." You had no Wingstop, boy. <laughs> you you don't know. I was about to tap on the. T- <laughs> First time I had the Wingstop ranch. <laughs> okay, Lamar. Okay, Lamar. We about to bring you to the Wingstopper. <laughs> That's a nice subway. We just get there now. Y'all know why you're here. Y'all know what this is. You see the cover. He has returned. <laughs> the horns. <laughs> he has returned. Somebody did this. Oh my god. Our last okay, review for Kendrick Lamar was five years ago. Rushing through all the songs. Oh my bad. My bad. My bad. Anyway, like I said, last time we reviewed this man's music, his album was five years ago. With damn. Then after that, we reviewed five Drake albums, two Jay-Z projects. No, not, we, we reviewed the Black Panther soundtrack. I know, but album, like actual solo album. Nah, that nigga was floating all throughout Black Panther. That wasn't just a regular soundtrack. Okay. All right, whatever. That, if you, well, you want to count that. I'm not going to count it as a solo album, but that it wasn't just no regular soundtrack yeah, either. Yeah, I know. I know. I get it. I get it. But it's just... You know, I just, we reviewed... Nigga was floating around, I am Killmonger. I am Killmonger, <laughs> Oakland, California. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I know, I know. <laughs> anyway, we reviewed hella Drake albums. We, we reviewed a Jay Electronica album. No, Two Nas albums. You reviewed a Jay Electronica Three album. Three Nas I albums. reviewed a, a Jay Electronica Jay-Z album. You know what the fuck I mean. <laughs> uh, I, I, Two J. Cole albums. Uh, <laughs> actually, Three Big Crits. Three Big Crit albums. A couple Big Sean's. A couple Big Sean's. We reviewed a whole lot of people. A Logic Retirement. An Unretirement. And then we just ignored that nigga all, yeah. all throughout. A few DJ Khaled albums. We reviewed a whole lot of music from artists. They're cool. You want some plies with that? For some plies. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, man. Kendrick Lamar has finally made his return to the music world with Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. And my God, that was an event. No, he didn't. Huh? No, he didn't. What do you mean? He made his return with The Heart Part 5. Oh. You're right. That's a ding. 
that was the appetizer. Oh man, I don't know exactly where I was at because I was about to watch um, Backlash, right? And the pre-show is just about to go off, and then it hit five o'clock, and then I have Kendrick's um, tweet notifications on. Mm-hmm. It literally popped up the hard part five. I was like, "Oh, send it to you," and I went straight to YouTube. I turned that shit off off with the quickness. <laughs> you sent that to me. I was sitting down. Uh huh. Said, oh, "Hmm, let's get this shit. <laughs> let's get this shit. So, like, let's go. Let's <laughs> let's go." <laughs> yep. What were your thoughts on that shit? I liked it. It was right in tune with the heart. Uh, Soulful sample. And then right after the video, went and looked it up. Marvin Gaye sample. Mm -hmm. Right on par. Video was deep. The, was it, what they call them? The deep fakes? The fake fakes. Yeah, deep fakes. I missed the first couple because I was looking down. Uh Uh-huh. But I knew to watch the video firsthand. Yeah. So the first actual deep fake I saw uh-huh. was Jesse Smollett. So you can imagine the shock what of said? missing OJ and Kanye. Kanye, but the first one was Jesse Smollett and looking up and was like, ah, what the fuck? And then, when he was playing for the streets, got me fucked up. <laughs> I was like, I love you, kid. I ain't gonna let that go. I was like, no, 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 no. I thought I smoked too much weed. Nah, when I first saw it, when he just did that little swipe and he turned into OJ, I was like, oh, this is what we're doing, Kendrick. Okay. And then he turned into fucking, yeah, Jesse C. May. You know, Kanye. Kanye looked fat on Kendrick. <laughs> that was fat Kanye. And then after that, who else did he, he go to Jesse C. May? Then he turned into Will Smith. That was the most creepiest one to me. Before Nipsey, that was the most creepiest one, the Will Smith one. Because he dead, I mean, yeah. He had hair. I know, but the look on his face. Why well, the, the added creepiness was that Will Smith had hair. Yeah. Like yeah, nappy-ass hair. And then he turned into... Kobe was quick for a split. I remember when I first saw it, I didn't see it at first. And then I was like, oh, shit, that's Kobe. And then it went away. And then the last part, which I still get creeped out. Not creeped out, but it still gives me chills, was that last verse, which was pretty much him rapping from Nipsey's perspective. Yeah. And when I every time I kept listening to it, I heard Nipsey. He was literally rapping like Nipsey. Not like what Game does, you know, when he forces it and shit. Right. Like, he had his cadence. He was rapping like him. Even his movements in the video, he was moving like, like Nipsey. And I'm not even a Nipsey Hustle fan like that, but I know just enough how he is. That shit just... I still get goosebumps just thinking about it. Like, that shit just like... Wow. What was your reaction to it? This is cinema. <laughs> it's yeah, it's that Scorsese shit. Yeah. And then like I went and put that up on Twitter, and then next day I'm like, oh shit, I'm all over these fucking mediums. With that fucking tweet. <laughs> yeah. But that was my. That was I wasn't joking. That was my literal first response. Was damn, this is cinema. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I. I was lost for words. Not necessarily at a loss for words. But as emotional without crying as you could be without crying. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, wow, this is pretty powerful. This is good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, you see a lot of people that were like, oh, I was expecting something else from Kendrick. But if you follow Kendrick's career. Especially with the Heart series. This is how it starts. It's the heart. 
Now, the heart always channels you into the, the album. album. Now, that's how it always goes. But when you hear that Marvin Gaye sample, I'm like, man, that's an ex- that's expensive as fuck. I'm like, it's just. The- I was thinking, is this gonna be on the album? And I was just thinking, I was like, they can't just leave this off. No, nope. no, no. That's <laughs> no. The heart is. The only, the only heart that's been on a project was is the heart dedicated. part two. Now was on overly dedicated. On overly right? dedicated. Mm-hmm. That was the opening track. And you had a great response, like how you broke down the whole heart series on your Twitter. Yeah, the heart series, how I view it is heart part one is K dots. I, I put Kendrick in all of them, but after having mm-hmm. time to sit on it, mm-hmm. heart part one is K dots ambition. Mm-hmm. This heart part two is Kendrick's arrival. Mm-hmm. Part three is Kenny's pressure. Yeah. Which is my favorite. Part three is my favorite too. I'll explain why after. Mm-hmm. Uh, heart part four is Kung Fu Kenny's takeover. takeover. Mm-hmm. And heart part five is Oklahoma's perspective Perspective. Mm, that's a good way to say it uh the reason why i enjoy part three the most is because that is the last time you hear on record kendrick questioning himself whether or not he can do this as a rapper Mm -hmm. that is that is single-handed the last time because remember when you go and you listen to good kid mad city that is all past tense Mm-hmm. That is him talking about him as a teenager. Yeah. Um, now he reflects in certain parts and instances in present time, but mm-hmm. for the bulk of that album, that is it's a all in the past. that is a reflective past album. tense album. Mm-hmm. So everything that he is saying in terms of being questionable and questioning his upbringing, that is in dealing with himself as a teenager. Yeah. So I don't hold that in terms of him questioning himself as a grown-ass adult, the mm-hmm. way he did on part three. But yeah. that is the very last time you hear him questioning. Because he was desperate. He was hungry. Like, you could hear the desperation, the hunger, the excitement. Like You could literally hear it in his voice. That's, right. That's why I like three. Four is second because, you know, he's cocky. He's rapping his ass off, and he's like, I'm going to take over all you motherfuckers. I am the greatest rapper alive. Well, in three, it's the only one that has features on it, too. With J-Rock and Absol, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that that was great. I was listening to that the other day. And three plays out. So how I how I like it is that really the heart sets up everything in terms of the album, but three especially does sound like a film trailer. Mm. Like I don't know if you've ever tried this, but if you close your eyes and listen to that, that song sounds like a a trailer for Good Kid, Mad City in the same way. As a trailer for like Boys in the Hood or Men's to Society, as a show scenes from the whole album, like while yeah, Kendrick's yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Hmm. Like you can you can picture a Coupe Deville driving down a fucking block, hmm. and and see kids doing freestyles as they're pushing pushing the whip down the block, like that yeah, type of shit. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. see that. Um, so in this one with the heart part five, this was okay. He's he's dealt with pressure. He's dealt with taking over. He knows he's on top. This is very introspective, and now he's doing it from different points of views. Okay, mm-hmm. um, let's let's see where this goes into. So that week ahead, because that was just an appetizer for what was to come. Yeah, because Jack Harlow already dropped. So Kendrick, because we only had five days, and then that day, that Thursday, out here in the West Coast, 
That was the most anxious I've ever been um, waiting for an album to drop. Last time I felt that way was for Watch the Throne. I was literally just like, and I was kind of looking at leaks. Like there was, there was no track list. You didn't know. You saw that cover art, which was just, I need that on vinyl. That's a great cover. <laughs> oh my god, that, that is a great cover. Oh, that was better than this to Pippa Butterfly. When I saw that cover, I was like, oh, we about to be in some shit. That's what I thought to myself. Like, okay, this is about to be some shit. So, and then that countdown happened, and then like every, and I and I told myself, do not listen to none of his shit. Like, do not listen to his past stuff. Only, but I did only listen to one album, and that was to Pippa Butterfly. Something told me listen to the Pippa Butterfly. Don't listen to nothing else. So I was like, okay, something just told me that. And then I'll kind of listen to features here and there. But I, guys, that's what I, that's the mistake I did last time when Damn came out. I went through Good Kid, Mad City to Day, like Section Eighty to to Pippa Butterfly. And when Damn came out, I was like, oh, I didn't expect this. Okay, so I gotta expect the unexpected. So I'm just gonna not put my expectations. I'm just excited. I was going to do that, mm-hmm. and then some just told me, eh, just go back and just revisit. Not to build up and say, oh, because this album's gonna be those. Yeah, it was just, eh, just go back and play the anthology. Like, just it's a Kendrick Appreciation Week. Yeah, Why not? he has enough product to do it for each day. Mm-hmm. So does. I split it up in each day. Yeah. Where I did. He literally at that point had enough hearts for each day at that point. Yeah, five days. So, <laughs> so each heart went into a, a project. So heart one, I did heart one going into uh, like, section 80. Yeah. Um, I didn't play overly dedicated, but I played heart two going. Um, I'm surprised you didn't. Actually, no, I did heart one and heart two going into section 80. Oh, okay. Then I did uh, heart three going, obviously going into Good Kid Mad City. Mm-hmm. Then I didn't do any of the hearts, but I did uh, To Pimp a Butterfly and then Untitled and Mastered. And mm-hmm. then I did Heart 4 into Damn. Um, and then obviously it's the same day as because we, as West Coasters, mm-hmm. we have the best days for release days because it's the same fucking day. We don't have to wait until Friday. Till midnight in the East right. Coast. Like, y'all niggas. And I was like, damn, I can't stay up late. And it's like, shit, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with y'all. It's the same damn day for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> shit. I get, it's the best time during uh, basketball season because inside the NBA come on. Mm-hmm. Like, Thursdays be motherfucking lit for, yeah, for releases. For West Coast. And I remember I was just sitting back and going on Twitter. And it was like Kendrick Appreciation Day. And people, Drake fans were nervous. People, <laughs> everyone's going like, oh, what if it doesn't drop on time? Thinking they're like Kanye. And I was just like oh man y'all nervous and then when that last minute happened it felt like new year's and then even the kanye stand account watching the throne like two minutes i'm like damn y'all don't even do this for kanye he's like because i know you ain't gonna drop at midnight (laughs) (laughs) know your favorites (laughs) he's like yeah i know because you ain't gonna drop at midnight and then they hit midnight and i was on title because I wanted to get the highest of resolution. Shout out to Ho! It's your boy! I wasn't playing shit until I bought it off of iTunes. That's just how... Again, there's. I have a list of certain artists. It's not even just rappers. It's uh, certain artists. I'm not going to play the music until I'm, I have properly purchased it. Yeah. So, obviously, it goes without saying Kendrick is on that list. I wasn't going to press play. Even if that meant, you know, uh-huh. being behind a, a song or two on the timeline. I, I didn't care. So, it didn't matter to me. Before, because you have a whole experience. Because I, I'm really interested in it. My experience, I had my headphones. I was downtown. I was downstairs. And as soon as I pressed play, I heard the, Before you go, da, 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 da. I was just like, oh, this is about to be a play. 
Mm-hmm. And I instantly thought back to Dane Vegas. And Joey, who was there with us, he hit us up in a group chat like, oh, yeah. He was like, yo, this is reminding me of the of Dane Vegas. And, and I, when he said Vegas, I'll see you soon. Uh-huh. Very soon. And then as soon as I heard this, I was like, okay, I'm about to be in some shit. I was off an edible. <laughs> Tell them. <laughs> what? Tell, Tell them. them. <laughs> <Baku>. <laughs> Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. Baku. (laughs) Baku. Baku. Luke. (laughs) Fuck them Jedi. Fuck them (laughs) Jedi. Anyway, so I listened to the headphones, and then when it was done, I was like, because my my bonus track is Hard Part Mm 5. So when it ended after Mirrors, it went to the Hard Part 5, and I was like, okay. That was an experience. I can't call JC right now because I was like I was like I can't call him right now. I gotta sit with this shit. I gotta I gotta talk to somebody. And then Edgar called me literally instantly. <laughs> and I was like, that was a lot. And it, it, like it took a lot out of me. I was like, I gotta listen to this. Too. I can't go back. I was like, I can't go back and listen to this right now because it was a lot. Yeah. You know. So I was like, I gotta go back to this. Now, so your experience. So after I explained this, I don't think it's best to. Uh, I think it's just best to talk about what we look like. We're going to have a conversation about this. Oh, yeah. But I'm going to tell you, <laughs> I was not in the best frame of mind to receive this message. <laughs> On the first list. You weren't expecting all that. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> I came outside. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I, I did not. I'm not putting anything on Kendrick. Yeah. Because what I will say is I thought that he released a beautiful album for him okay a personal album for him mm-hmm. so i came outside so i'm gonna put this my first listen i'm gonna put this on the sound bar <laughs> that was a <laughs> notice i got quiet <laughs> why did you do that <laughs> that's wow Go on. And at some point during that experience, I just said, hey, <laughs> I don't think I should be experiencing this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need to go to bed. This <laughs> pissing me off. <laughs> I, I think I pressed the wrong Kendrick Lamar button. <laughs> this must be Lamar Kendrick. <laughs> this is Duckworth. <laughs> <laughs> this, this really might be Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> I really might need to go to bed. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll do do better tomorrow. I'm not about to be like LeBron getting yeah. up and walking yeah. away. Be better tomorrow. <laughs> okay. And then that's exactly what happened. Sound test number two: the car. <laughs> the car. <laughs> it was a better experience in the car. I will. I will tell you that. Okay. Sound test number three. <laughs> Headphones. The headphones. It was a very, very better experience in the headphones. It just seemed like the more, the closer I got, <laughs> the more intimate. The more intimate. It was like, okay, all right, I get it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this, but I knew what it was from the first listen. Okay, this is a therapy session. Yeah. All right. Like this doesn't. It didn't take long for me to understand that. Mm-hmm. This is a therapy session, but because. Obviously, where we're recording, the people don't know this, but you and I, clearly, because this is where we're sitting, the couch. You were sitting on the couch. And the soundboard is way over there. Why did you do it And the TV is there, and the lyrics are over here, and the lyrics are going here, and I'm just sitting here like, 
is that how you experienced Damn the first time on speakers or your headphones? Uh, how did I experience Damn? Well, I didn't have the soundboard for that. So, you, but I had speakers. I, I like experiencing things like very spatial. I don't uh, like I don't like doing headphones for first listens. I like doing headphones if it's gonna be R and B. I don't like doing headphones. I like it's rap. It's hip hop. But this is Kendrick. Okay, and Kendrick is a very. Uh, I, get, I hear you. Kendrick's a very. You get a mixed bag with Kendrick, but yeah. Kendrick is a very he's a outside type of sound. Yeah, he's. I won't say he's like even Kanye. with even with Timber Butterfly when it was intimate. It's a very. It's I like my funk, like it was yeah. funk. It was funk and it mixed all that into absolutely. It. So it's like I don't want that in my headphones. Like play it. Yeah, play blast turn, that, turn that shit. shit. Turn, blast that shit. The fuck I sound like King Kunta in my headphones, bang, nigga. You can never be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like George Clinton coming on. I got that in my headphones. Yeah. <laughs> Take that shit off. Damn, nigga, that fucking jam. Look at that funk ooze through my speakers, nigga. <laughs> Fuck an edible, nigga. Get a psychedelic. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Now let's let's have a conversation. Alright, album's a classic. For me, it to me personally, it is a masterpiece. What do you love about it? Because I'll, I'll I'll engage about what I love about this. What part. I love about this album is just how intimate it is. How it's very different than anything he has ever dropped. And it's just literally an experience. It's that's what it feels like. Cause I like albums like this. I'm very it's a very cinematic album, and I literally just like all his previous albums. I visualize everything. It feels like a play, and I just love how honest he was about it. I love how he purposely made this uncomfortable for you to listen to. Like as a listener, he is forcing you to sit down and listen to what he's saying. And we don't get music like that no more. And it's just like. When I was coming, when I when I would go back to my second, my first listen, I knew what I heard. I'm like, I'm gonna like this shit, but I don't know if everybody else is. Do I? Am I gonna have to defend this shit? I was like, Wayne Brady, this buzz, we gotta choke a bitch. Because <laughs> I'm used to doing this with Kanye and M and shit. Those two I can understand, but this is Kendrick Lamar, and he made his own this album. And I knew it was personal and it was raw. It was just, and I didn't think he was ever going to get this raw again since the Pippa Butterfly. But he made the Pippa Butterfly sound <laughs> like surface level compared to this shit. And I just feel like just the music, everything about it. And I, and I kept listening. And the more I kept listening, the more I started like pointing out the hit singles, the more I started hearing, hearing the lyrics more. And I was just like how it was constructed, sequenced. It was just, it's a masterpiece. So I definitely love the fact that he gave us art that needed to be discussed. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate the fact that he gave us something that was important to him. Yeah. Uh, I, I can appreciate that. I love the fact that he, he discussed topics that aren't necessarily talked about mm -hmm. I can appreciate that so there's definitely elements there this isn't a bad album in any, any aspect mm -hmm. uh, to me I do think this is anywhere from a good to a great album mm -hmm. but I do have my critiques on this album okay uh, obviously with that being said I uh, I don't know where I stand in the majority. No, I don't care because I'm not talk. I you're speaking for yourself. I'm speaking for myself. Um, so it goes out saying I I don't think this is a classic. I will fight you. 
there's elements <laughs> <laughs> there's elements here missing okay the first listen it really took me until the fourth track to actually catch die hard move. and i was die hard yeah it just it sounded even with n uh n95 n95 i got and i was like okay like i'm i'm nodding my head but even when i was nodding my head i was like there's not that umph and something's missing i don't know what it i can't put my finger on it mm-hmm. uh father time fabulous track like father time was even though i like die hard mm-hmm. father time was the first track on the album where i was like this is wrap it up solidify it that's the first one where mm-hmm. i don't have any question about that track yeah i'm not even gonna try to pretend i'm very confused with the utilization of kodak black yeah that uh, one, i'm not I, even gonna like i and i understand his stance in what he said later on in the album when he said i'm not a savior truth be told i'm more kodak, kodak black. black i get it mm-hmm. i'm and i'm not even upset with the feature but the usage and utilization of him throughout the album it was like okay hmm. i would have felt that would have been more reserved for baby king to be honest i kind of thought that too um so from that perspective yeah, it's like that uh i honestly don't think this really should have been a double album hmm. i felt like i felt like for every four tracks one track could have been taken out Really? If if not one track, at least two could have been combined and minimized and intertwined. Hmm. Because it just seemed like certain things were just it was going all over the place. I understand going, touching different tangents, going different directions, but it just seemed like he was going all over the place at times, and I was just like, I can't catch a rhythm at this point. And it was he made that on purpose. I understand he made it on purpose, but yeah. there's. There's making it on purpose, and then it's sonically, musically, it's messing with me, and it's like I can't, ca- I, can't catch. I literally musically, I can't catch a rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, because lyrically he was there, but sonically I just at certain points I just couldn't catch a rhythm. What it was it like? The intro track. It wasn't even until the third listen when I was like, okay, I finally, I finally get it because I the third listen when I had it in my headphones was when I took a um, walk was when I took a uh, my running my my four mile running jog whatever. yeah 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 and it was like okay finally like I I I'm moving like I get it mm-hmm. but even then it was like all right whatever worldwide steppers like he was he's 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 <laughs> rapping he's getting it. I'm not even gonna lie it's it's the fifth spin on this album. I still have no connection to Worldwide Steppers. <laughs> he was. I, I look at that song as him because when I was going through it again, I was starting to piece together, I guess, the story of it. Because United in Grief, he's pretty much saying he's pretty much opening up. He's telling the listener like I've been fucked up for a minute. Yeah, and then he's saying that I pretty much bought materialistic shit to cover the pain and right. shit like that. N95 is him pretty much saying, yeah, let's strip off all that strip shit off, off material, strip off get, all get the material of and all this other stuff. And we're going to be we're going to be raw right now. Wordwise Steppers is him just kind of just it was like um, word vomit. He was just saying everything that's been on his mind that's that he's been suppressing for all this time and shit like that. And then when we get to die hard, the hook, I hope you how, how's it go? I hope, um, I hope I'm not too late to set my demon straight. Yeah. What I. Again, yeah, I understand and I get it. like lyrically he was there, yeah, 
But sonically, Terrace Martin is missing, bro. He's not there. Oh, well, yeah, obviously. And that's a, that's a component that's missing. Mm. Like, it, it, that's missing. Hmm. Sonically, it, Terrace Martin not being here is to help him tie this together. That's something I can't ignore. Oh, I hear you. So that was what was messing with me because it's like, lyrically, he's there and I get it. Mm-hmm. But the sounds, it's 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 throwing me off because there's something that should be tying this together not uh, i'm not talking about lyrically i get it i'm talking about musically where all these instruments are sounding beautiful but there's something that should tie them together in my ears and it's not pulling them all together somebody else was missing on this album too and that was mixed by ali he only makes one record on here right and that was so that's what i'm saying so now you have two components that have usually been there well martin wasn't there on damn yeah, he was. On what song? On uh, Loyalty. He did the saxophone? Whatever. He's He's been... He's always been there throughout his albums. Like, he's always had some kind of interaction with there. Mm-hmm. So, it was either... It's Loyalty or Pride. It's one of the two. I forgot which ones. Mm-hmm. But he's always had some type of involvement. But he's not here at all. Mm. And then with Mixed by Ali... That that is, you know, Mixed by Ali is literally the... The only song he mixed was Recry Together. Right, so, you know. (laughs) Yeah. So, that was, again, it was like, okay, I understand the concept, but something's not clicking. Mm. And then we get to... We cry together. Well, before that, uh, was it uh, Rich, Rich Spirit. Spirit? Rich Spirit. I like Rich Spirit. That song's hard. Stop playing me. What do you do with song? I, I really like Rich Spirit. That song's hard. I really like. I that love song. that record. I, don't, I really don't need to say much about that. So that's the thing. As I'm going through this, the songs that you are aren't really going to hear me say much about. Mm-hmm. It goes without saying because I'm like, there's. What do you want me to say about it? That's that's yeah. him and his element and Purple Hearts too. Um, SZA should have been on that one. I like Summer Walker, but I always felt SZA would have been perfect on that. We'll discuss. Well, we're we'll going to discuss, discuss about the whole... Now, yeah. we cry together. My first reaction to that was... What was your reaction to that? My first reaction was my Twitter reaction, which was <laughs> like, all right, so this is Baby Boy... Uh, Tyler fucking, Perry. Fucking production. Tyler Perry, fucking loving hip-hop, and Zeus all rolled together like this is delicious. delicious. <laughs> and then the more and more I started listening to it, I was like... I'm not going to give him points for this. You're not giving him points for that? Really? This nigga stole John Singleton's whole flow. Copied it bar for bar, word for word. <laughs> My reaction to that, I was more in shock. I thought that was just the intro. But then when it kept going, I'm like, oh, this is the song. And again, and the response I had was kind of similar to when I first heard Eminem's Kim. Just minus the, you know, blank, bitch, blank. Yeah. It, but it was just like, Wow. And what's her name? Um, the actress that that uh, Tyler Perry, pa- not Tyler, Tyler Perry. Perry. <laughs> yeah, I, I deserve that. Uh, Tyler Page, Taylor Page. Taylor Page. Yeah, she's an actress, and I was just like, wow, like kudos to her for she her. She was in the movie. Uh, I'm forgetting the title. The one that was based on the Twitter story about the stripper. Oh, oh, um, um, Zoe, Zoe. Oh yeah, yeah, that is her. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And how she was like yelling on that she shit. She did. She did a phenomenal job. Yeah, she made that shit believable. 
with her voice screeching and shit. Yeah. And Kendrick just, you know, Kendrick was just being pretty much in the back burner for that. But So here's my, here's really a lot of my issues with that track. Mm-hmm. He, it's a good concept. So I'm not taking away from what, oh, what could have been done. It's a good concept. Mm-hmm. He really missed the landing point on how he could have he could have tied that together to a track that was on side disc two. It kind of did tie together. It tied N- the Purple Hearts on side two, not side not two. Purple Hearts. Well, what what could have tied into? He could have tied that song into Auntie Diaries. Huh? So. This is what I'm talking about. This is why this is like this is just like a surface track, bro. Like this is like a copy and paste. I've seen this on on Baby Boy. The not the, an audio, but this is an audio for I know, bro. but the but the thing is I actually prefer seeing it on Baby Boy because I actually get to see Taraji P. Henson. So I prefer okay. that. So he didn't do much for me here. The way he could have tied this in and made it so much more, oh my god, like we're actually we're actually how he ended it was stop tap dancing around the the topic. He actually could have done something with this and progressed and made it into a bigger conversation. Was in the midst of their argument, tying it into how women actually play a role into the insecurities of male masculinity, and taking it to an arg- argument point of saying a trigger point into his relatives transitions and like leading into that like oh shit wait a minute what's going on here mm. tying something into that so that way instead of just going to okay they're, I they're fucking s- i see where you're go- coming from from that but those two songs we, we cry together and purple hearts literally are like yin and yang of each which other. is why i think they both shouldn't have been on the project that's what i that's what i'm getting at Nah, they I, both shouldn't I have disagree with you on that. I, one. I know. Because <laughs> I, I completely disagree. I know you because that. you, but you also think this is a classic. Yeah, this, yeah, this yeah I why, know. But I hear, I hear you. I hear you. But mm, I get you because oh. to go to them fucking, it's like, well, what are we getting at? Shut the fuck up when you hear love talking. That's like the equivalent of a couple looking at looking like they're arguing, and then and then people voice their opinions about it. So that's what they say. Man, shut the fuck up when you hear love talking. Like mind your business. That's that was Purple Hearts. It literally was the second half of that of that song, of the subject matter. But this is also why I got confused with the context of that song and too. And also, so you're, you're, uh, go on, go on. This is also why I got confused with the context of that song too. This is his therapy session. But then he's like, "This is what the world sounds like." So I'm like, "Okay, is this you? Is this like, what are we getting at here?" Maybe he was just probably talking about what was going on with him and his girl. Him and his girl were probably arguing. That's probably how him and his girl were arguing, and then they went right back to fucking. I get it, but he's. That's what I'm saying. He didn't execute it properly. So that's what I'm. That's why I'm saying it's, it. It didn't. It, it, it. I mean, that's fine. You can disagree, but I'm telling you. That's your opinion. I'm telling you what I'm getting from my ears. Mm-hmm. I, it wasn't executed because all I could think of was ba- like this. Literally, just sounded like he just took it from Baby Boy. Mm. And you can't say uh because that's literally how it ended in Baby Boy. Yeah, I know. So that's why I'm getting confused. It's like, well, how does this go? Because and on top, of, on top of that, like, how the fuck's an argument go, bro? I'm, I refuse to believe a woman just gonna all of a sudden bring up Harvey Weinstein. All of a sudden, she's just gonna start getting wet. I refuse to believe that. 
It's also kind of satire, too. I get it, but, like, this is what I'm talking about, sticking the landing. I mean, I mean, a lot of women, when they were listening to it, like, even my homegirl, she was just like, yeah, I felt every word she, like, she was saying. Like, it was, it was triggering. I was like, yeah, I agree with her. Like, a lot of people, like, I guess toxic couples, people that have been in toxic relationships, they agreed with old girl. Like, they saw exactly what he was, like, they knew what she was saying. But, you know, that, that's, that's neither here or there. I hear you on that. I, I see where you're coming from on that. But the way this album was constructed is like, I can see how you feel like it could go into Auntie Diaries, but everything from track two, like how it was sequenced, everything was building up to that moment. So, you know. Yeah, and like, again, that's why I don't think, Auntie Diaries in itself, I, I also get that concept. I'm like, I guess. Great record, by the way. It wasn't again. It wasn't all oh, decade. Record. It wasn't. Con- it wasn't concept. In that though, he also made himself the kind of the main character of that. And those type of records, it's those are tricky to me. Where it's I'm not mad at him for it, but at the same time, I don't know. I I don't necessarily want to. In those type of records, be more of an ally in the sense of, I guess, be a feature with those type of topics. That one's tough for me. Well, because it's that one. I, I you don't. I just don't want to hear himself as the main character in that one. Only because it's like imagine somebody being a racist type shit. I don't want to. Com- I and that's that's uh, fucked up for me to say because I don't want to compare him to that. I know, but it's like imagine. I hear you. Somebody coming in that perspective, and it's like they make themselves the main character, and it's like, hey, I'm not, I'm well, not this, and it's, I don't know. It's, in my opinion, the album is basically about him and his therapy session. We're in his mind, and he said from the beginning, I ain't holding shit back. He said it from the very, in the very beginning of the album, I'm not holding nothing back, so I'm going to be completely raw. And even on that same album on Savior, which is another fire ass track. He pretty much said, I am not your savior. Don't look at me. He pretty much was saying, I ain't shit. So stop looking up to me. I'm going to say what's on my mind. I'm going to say, I'm going to do what I've got to do. I'm going to say what I got to say. And that's it. I don't care. Just take it for what you want. Stop looking up to me. So when somebody tells you who they are, because honestly, Kendrick has been literally telling us who he is for the past few albums. Absolutely. You know, you should believe them the first time. So if he's pretty much telling you, I ain't shit. Done. And I'm like, okay, you ain't shit, nigga. Fuck. <laughs> like, it's the equivalent of what happened in the Matrix. Like, I keep going back to the Matrix. Well, there's a difference. He's not telling you he ain't shit. Basically, that's what he's saying. No, he's he's, he's on not savior, saying. He was saying what that. he's saying is I'm human. There's a yeah. difference between not being shit and saying I'm human. Mm. Ain't being shit is a complete difference, bro. Like that's that's what he's ain't being shit versus us not being well, a savior. When is, I said that's a, when he was saying when I say I ain't shit, he's pretty much saying don't look up to me. Like, I'm human. Do not look up to me because I'll probably let you down. There's a reason why he said in the very beginning of those uh, saviors when he listed LeBron and J. Cole and Future, like, they taught you these things, but they are not your savior. And himself, I made you think about it, but I am not your savior. Future made you uh, get a money counter, but he is not your savior. LeBron made you, you know, all that shit. So he was kind of pretty much hyping it up. And he was also talking about cancer culture and how he has to watch what he says so people won't get in their feelings. And why well, I, you know, I have to disagree with you on a certain extent. Mm. I get what you're trying to say. Uh huh. But he's not saying don't look up to me. What he's saying is don't idolize me. 
That's the same shit. It's not. Because a kid from Compton can look up to Kendrick and say, I can make it out. I can do what Kendrick did. Mm-hmm. And I can look up to him as, a, as you know, somebody that is a good person to go after and chase their dreams. Kendrick sought... A, a, he put his dreams out on the table, and then he set goals out and accomplished it. Mm-hmm. That is somebody to go and look up to and do it. Just don't idolize them and, and make them a deity. Mm-hmm. That's what he's saying. Yeah. To say I ain't shit, that's completely different from what he's saying. That's a misrepresentation of his message. I mean, that's 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 not what he's saying. What he's saying is just I'm not an idol. Don't make me a god. I'm not your savior. Mm-hmm. I'm not Jesus Christ. I'm not somebody. Don't pray to me. Mm-hmm. But at what he's saying is, I gave you. What he's saying, I gave you the blueprint. That's fine, but I'm not your savior. That's pretty what much. he is saying. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what it was. But all in all, to me, I now, now Purple Hearts stand out. I did like Purple Hearts. Oh Purple yeah, Hearts Purple Hearts was, was fire, and the Kodak Black record. <laughs> now that goes into this too. <laughs> Count me out. I enjoyed Count Me Out. Mm-hmm. I yeah, Silent Hill. Uh, Crown was another one of those tracks where I was like, Andre D Thousand should have been on that. This was a this was a personal track, so I was like, okay, it just was kind of I don't know. It was kind of like those piano driven tracks were just it was like okay, it was too raw for you, huh? I don't even know if it was too raw because it was because honestly, the more I listen to that record, the more I love it for me because it's such a it's such a calming record and how he's harmonizing in it and everything. It's I don't know, maybe because I, I love being in the mood for it, and I always listen to it at night, and it's just it's just a calming record for me. And he's being again, he's being raw again, saying I can't please everybody, and that's another thing I get from this album. He's literally telling you I can't please you guys, so I'm literally just gonna lay everything out for you right now. I mean, you know me, I like it raw. No, but, again, you know. again, this for what I'm trying to explain is lyrically he was there, yeah, no, no, no. and I received that but sonically sonically it was something was missing Mm -hmm. so i don't know what that was it was i don't know uh silent hill that's it's fire (laughs) good track but kodak smoked him on that one Mm. uh which is fine. It's not a big deal. It happens to him once every on on every album. Mm-hmm. Uh, some uh, the one feature gets him. It's not a big deal. What do you think about Mother Ice Silver? Oh, I thought that's Mother. Oh yeah, Silver. yeah. I thought the same shit, but yeah, yeah. They should have just put. They should have just lowercase the eye. Um. Well, I thought Baby King came through and ripped the Savior. And the Savior. Oh my God, he did with the fucking the classical music playing in the background and right. shit. That shit was fire. Uh, Savior, of course, is a highlight to me. Uh, mm-hmm. so that's fine. Um, I've already spoken my piece on it, uh, Auntie Diaries. Mr. Morale. Well, you don't That's like the one it? with the, the Pharrell, right? Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. It wasn't necessarily, like, top of the... It was used to set up Mother Eye Sober. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so it was a, it was a nice setup. Mm-hmm. Um, Mother Sober was... Mother that was the... Eye Sober. <laughs> Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what it was. Hmm. Sonically, it was kind of, I think maybe too much piano driven. So that was when it got to there, it was, okay, that was really nice to finally get here and get that kind of track. 
Um, so maybe if Crown and what was was there another piano driven? Yeah, it was Crown. It was Crown. That was the only one. Excuse me. Um, Crown and Worldwide Steppers. I felt like maybe those have just been shortened. Because uh, Mother I Sober was... I had no problem with that. That was great. Oh, that's an all-decade record right there. Mother I Sober and... Uh, what's that, that, basically gets to the, that basically gets to the root of the where his issues are. Mm-hmm. And Mirror, that was just... That was such like a... That that was the one that certified it for me about, wow, this is just classic. Like, I choose me, I'm sorry. Just how it just sounded. He sounded so freeing, and he sounded just so just relieved. Like, I got this off my chest, and I choose me. I ain't trying to certify. I'm not trying to make anybody else happy. I'm trying to make myself happy. I choose me at the end of the day. Like, as soon as he left therapy, he realized, I got to choose myself. Yeah. And... It was a great way to end. I just wish it kind of just it went on a little bit longer, but because it just ended abruptly. But all in all, it was like the more I listened to it, the more I fucking loved that record. But yeah, when I was done listening to it, I was like, this is going to be his first al- album where people are going to be very mixed on it. And I knew that. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I love this fucking album. Now, this was his last album with TDE. And besides Soundwave, who was the only affiliate with Kendrick, there was no TDE presence on this album at all. That's my only gripe with this. There is not one presence. No, mixed by Ali. No mixed by Ali. I mean, there was mixed by Ali. One record. You know, production, production by one record. Well, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Soundwave and mixed by Ali. Mixed by Ali. But when it comes to artists, especially the main ones, Schoolboy, J-Rock, and um, Ab Soul, not even like an absolute interlude, at least. Like, he could have been on one of these not, instead of Baby Kim or, or uh, Kodak Black. But, really? And I was just like, huh. It's all, I always pay attention to people's actions. And I went back and reread Kendrick's letter and how he praised Top Dog and everything. And then, you know, not have them on there? Hmm. I was, I was disappointed, but. My disappointment doesn't have a, that was like the only an right. inclement on my rating towards or how I feel towards the overall value of the album. That's why I've stayed. I only wanted to keep my opinion on this album strictly on the sounds mm. because if if him having to distance himself from TD was a part of his personal growth then I can't say I'm disappointed that they're not on the album it's because more as, that's a because I don't I don't know that situation I don't know what's going on yeah it's more as a fan but no way. but you but listen to what I'm saying mm-hmm. if him having to separate himself from TDE was the ultimate gain for his personal growth mm-hmm. then I can't use that as a rating tool against this album oh yeah of course you know what i'm saying so yeah, yeah, i, I didn't so i can't I didn't i'm not that. saying that you are yeah, yeah i'm just saying as i i can only use that as okay that's just disappointing like that's just what it is as a yeah as a fan from, it was just like that that's just disappointing. yeah like like joey was like oh we might get a black hippie record nope right <laughs> um I do wish that they would have just came out front and just was like this is his final album for td contractually yeah, that would have made things a lot easier. You just okay. It's, 
because yeah that presence was definitely you felt that uh Teres Martin not being on here obviously he's not TDE but just there's just elements missing mm. that's why I felt and, on my first listen too until like I kept listening and then it was just like okay and it just clicked for me right and again this is I'm in no way am I saying this is a terrible album like I said mm-hmm. it's a it's a very it's anywhere between a good and a great album for me um, depending on the setting. That's the thing with me. It's depending on the setting. Mm-hmm. You gotta be in the so mood for it. it's not even the mood. It's the closer I have to get. Mm. That's when it. That's when it turns on for me. <laughs> so I can't be further away from this to it's enjoy this. I have to be closer, which means my headphones have to be in. Mm. Which means I have to be in a certain setting. Which means if I'm in my car, I can't. I can only do so much because I have to pay attention. Like you know what I'm saying? There's factors in for my listening experience now. Mm. So I have to factor that in to you my experience. To li- and that's why I love this album. Because he has to make you listen. I mean, not just you, but it was just like I found it very intriguing to listen to because now I'm really just listening for bars, listening for music structures, listening to see what connects to what. And it's like it's it's making you it's making people go back and re-listen to it and find stuff we don't get that in music no more because it's like music now it's just easy to digest like anybody could drop an album and it's like it's easy to digest and just move on from it you to me you can't move on from this if you have the respect for kendrick like that you owe him that just to go back and listen to what he's saying because if this was bad i would have came in here and really said it like yeah he missed on this and that's disappointing but no like he hit it out to me at least. He hit it out the bar park. Honestly, it's one. It is by far not right as of right now. It's my album of the year. I get what you're For saying. I, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I also have to factor in that you're the type of listener that's used to listening to music in headphones. That too, yeah. So, I respect what you're saying, but I have to take what you're saying not necessarily with a grain of salt in terms of being. Uh, facetious because I do respect how what you're saying mm-hmm. but I have to take that because you're not in the kind of various settings where it requires you to like necessarily be outside of your headphones so much you have the luxury of saying okay I'm just gonna be in my headphones yeah but others but that, but to me that's I mean everyone has different experiences with music and stuff like that right I, I'm the type of person where I'm like you gotta be outside it's not just about being outside. I wanna, I wanna blast your shit everywhere. Mm. But if I gotta be, I respect the fact that you want me to listen to it and focus on it. But if I gotta focus on this shit in in traffic, and I like, I have to make a split decision on, you know, paying attention to traffic or paying attention to a bar. I'm gonna miss the bar. I, mean, I can't get into the accident. I mean, yeah, you know I mean, what I'm saying? So it's, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't want to be put in that position because music for me, I, I shouldn't have to solely focus. I should be able to get that and receive that message. And once I get it, I know what, what it is. Hmm. But at the same time, that still doesn't take away from the fact that even if I when I do receive it and I am focused on it, Again, Terrace Martin's still missing. Mix by Ali is still missing. Like you had expect, you just felt like it wasn't. Those... It wasn't even the expectations because I didn't go into this knowing that they were missing. 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I wasn't, I didn't go into that knowing it. Mm. It was a feeling of once I was done with it after the third one, I didn't look at the credits until after the third listen. Mm. And I was like, why aren't these songs, why aren't these specific songs not connecting still? Because Worldwide Surfers, like I said, Worldwide Surfers didn't connect at all. And I tried on the fifth, once I got to the fifth one, I was like, okay, what's like, why isn't this hitting? And I haven't had that with, like, with Kendrick songs in general. I mean, usually you get to certain tracks and it's like, okay, like, it just kind of fades. You know what I mean? Mm. But to have a song just not, you get the message and it just doesn't hit. It's like, okay, what's, what's going on? You know what I mean? Okay. So for those, it's like, well, these are elements that are, they're just not there. And that's okay. It it, it just it, it didn't it didn't connect, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. I think for me, maybe because I haven't been to therapy sessions, but I know how like my mind races and shit like that, and I know how it is when like I have rapid rap like rapid thoughts and I have stuff that's going in my mind. So World Ride Steppers, when I listen to that, it kind of re- like resembles how my mind races. So. Maybe because I connected to that the most. Like, to me. To me. And, and it's just how, how he was rapping and everything. Very sinister and everything like that. I like that shit. Like, I, like personally, for me, I really enjoyed it. I mean, some of it was funny. How talk about him, how he fucked a white girl. <laughs> just like, alright. And it was like, it was like surprising at first. And like I said, he purposely made this a certain way. Because he could have literally gave you what you wanted on Damn 2. Like, on Damn 2. If he, he could have gave you something like Damn... Or he could have he could have recreated magic that way, mm-hmm. but he chose not to. He was like, "No, I don't want." He said he had writer's block for two years because he wasn't feeling nothing. And that's what it. So this is I'm only focusing on musically why it wasn't connecting. I know why lyrically why even though I got the message, it didn't connect. He's just not out there enough for me to be like, okay. When he said he got writer's block, I was just like. All right, but you you take breaks every two and a half years anyways. So to me, it wasn't a... It would be different if he was... And I'm not saying this to be like, well, you should do this. I'm just making a, a general observation. Uh. I would have noticed that much different if he was putting music out there like Drake or Cole. Huh. Because then that writer's block line hits different. It's like, okay, wow, shit, you had to take a step back. But because he doesn't put music out there as frequently, it's just like, oh, okay, you just had to take a step back. Then the pandemic hit. All right, I can understand that. Okay. Like, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, just for as an observation, it's just, all right. And then the whole thing with... I just saw people bringing this up, too, and I didn't... I'm not going to say I got mad at it, because it's like people can say what they want to say about it. That's fine. I just didn't feel like it was the proper equivalent when people said, oh, this was his 444. I think it is. I don't think it is. No, because the whole blueprint for 444 is Hove stripping down. He's being very vulnerable and he's being very I, raw. I understand that's that. That's the concept when people say 444. I, under- I understand that's that. That's what it is. But they need to find another album to speak that. Oh, this is his My Here, My Dear. That, that's, that's, that would be better because when you say My 444 or his 444, 444 came after Lemonade and A Seat at the Table. So though that was something that's like some that was something else stuff. I but you have to. I'm a person of context. Uh, okay. Other so people aren't you know? I'm just saying when people say because when, when I but listen. All right. All this right. is why I said I understood what people were trying to say. Mm-hmm. But as a person of context, 
that's why I it, that's why it wasn't what it was there that is associated with that and you can't take you that's a fact you can't just deny that that's what that is associated with those three albums are forever tied together I hear you on that so yeah. I understand that that is a personal album I get that but that was a personal album attached to some shit that went down yeah and associated with that yeah. so if you're gonna tie that 444 together that 444 was also about people that are in the public eye like that Kendrick's not in the public eye like yeah. that when again JC when folks bring up they're not talking like literally I, what it is you don't, I, I know what you don't, mean you don't explain to me I, 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 I get, you it. get it but I get at it. the same time which is why I, which is why I said I understand what they're trying to say yeah, I that, did give them the credence I, I understand what they're trying yeah, to yeah, say yeah and that's and 444 is that poster child for how they want rappers to mature which is why I said you, they need to find a better explanation when you break down context mm. because context matters Words mean things, yeah, so you gotta you, you gotta understand. I, that I hear you on that. You yeah. gotta you gotta understand that you can't just say, "Oh, it means something," just because it's the first thing that comes to people's minds. You gotta break break stuff down, and then once you evaluate it, see if that's what really holds up. Well, I guess this doesn't hold up to four forty four because there are different factors that went into that. I mean, I hear you. I mean, we can agree to disagree on that one, but. But honestly, when it, when I say this is like his most rawest album, people always generate the 444 or 808s or Heartbreak or Marvin Gaye's Here My Dear. Either way, I guess Hov's album is that poster child for rappers being like vulnerable and raw. So folks always go to 444 just to like, wow, this is like his 444 because he's being very honest about stuff. So that's and you could yeah, I know it's attached to what happened with, you know, Solange and Beyonce and stuff like that. But no one really heard Jay-Z at that moment be very honest and raw about himself, his ego, all that stuff. And that's what Kendrick was being on here. He was being very honest about his himself and his ego and everything attached to it. But, you know, all in all, Mr. Morale, the big step is. It did what it was supposed to do, spark conversation. Exactly. So that's, that's what I'm saying. Like it's, it. it's not a, again, I'm not saying it's a bad album. I, I'm not saying it is. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, I'm not telling uh, you people are, are. People are going to say that if you don't think it's a classic, they're going to say you're calling it a bad album. Oh, yeah, you know that's, how that is. You know, that's like, just that's, Kendrick that's, fans really just like that's trying how that to goes, argue. You know what I mean? You know, so, you know, I'm at that point now. I like what I like. And I, and know I was, what I heard, and, the, you know? and the situation of it is too is. It's not complete for me because I need to see how it goes with performance. That's not saying I'm going to completely change my stance on it and then be like, oh, my God, I saw the performance. Now, I think this is a classic. I know what I've heard after five times. I'm not going to force myself to try to hear it. When you feel like you're because after Because like, after the third time, if it's not going to connect, it's not going to connect. But I understand there is a part of this experience that comes with it and that's what i'm gonna end up seeing at rolling loud which is the performance of of art yeah, of this he's, portion. he announced that he's going on tour he's gonna be back in oakland um Two so nights. so with that being said i'm i am looking forward to seeing this perform live and seeing what what it has because when i first listened to this i was like he's gonna go to tour with this album and i'm like i gotta sit back on this because like, it, it plays like it plays like a play that's how it feels like. Like if Good Kid, Mad City was a movie, to Pippa Butterfly was like a poem or what or whatever. If Damn was like an action-packed movie, like directed by Quentin Tarantino, this is a play. This is like a Broadway musical. That's what this sounds like. So I don't know. To me, I like again, 
from my presence, this is a classic and it will go down as such. I'm not mad at anybody that thinks that. No, no, no. Because right. no, I'm just saying for me personally. I mean, selfish right now. Because every time I, I know, I know what I personally feel. I have the gift of calling stuff a classic after I first heard it. I called My Crazy Life a classic after I first heard it. I called Good Kid, Mad City a classic. To Pippa Butterfly, damn. Um, which other ones? Rap City? No, not Rap City. But whatever the case, my name is my name, Daytona, all of them. I know what I heard. You called Victory Lap a classic after you heard it. So I know what I heard. And I, probably people won't appreciate this album. Maybe, I don't know, like the other folks, they won't appreciate this album until maybe another five years from now, maybe. That's usually how it goes. But until then, yeah. And if he ain't going to get that Grammy for this one, shit, I don't know what it's going to take. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm not mad. This is my thing. I Music is subjective. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I'm not calling this a bad album because somebody may need this. Yeah. Uh, it may be the inspiration. I am, again, I'm very glad he didn't give the music that people necessarily thought that they felt he should have given. Mm-hmm. He gave them something that he himself delivered for him. For him. Mm-hmm. He needed. Yeah. So, in that, this may spark conversation to you know get people out there to start giving themselves uh into therapy sessions and who knows and for that again i'm mainly focused on the the sounds as a result of that because i do understand that it is a a sensitive topic uh within the community itself in terms of mental health so i don't want to you know drive oh he's he's doing this like no that i i get that Mm. so i don't want to dive too deep into that realm yeah, i mainly you. kept my review onto what i heard in terms of musically um but i understand the importance of this project for what it could potentially do i, I saw people's reactions to certain records that i didn't connect with mm-hmm. and i saw the importance of that mm-hmm. um so that's why i was careful in what i was saying you know i i didn't have a connection necessarily with crown but i saw somebody post a video of themselves crying because they had a situation that happened to to them where they were flourished one year and then the past year uh-huh. it all went to hell and they survived it you and know I what i mean somebody, so and i saw this one dude that just this dude who always plays his albums with his dad and he played um auntie diaries on that shit and he literally broke down crying because he had a he had his brother who's gay and he saw him get beat up and all this other stuff and he said he thanked Kendrick for making that record right so this album is going to connect with people that's going through some shit yeah so So, again it's like i said i i mainly focus on what i interpreted um like i said for every three four tracks or for every four tracks i connected with three that's where i stand with it Mm. Big steps, yeah. I can't wait to see his black ass on tour. Everybody didn't talk about this album. Everybody has mixed reactions, and, but I'm just glad people are actually literally sitting with it. That's what I like. The more people I see, everyone's the conversation and people are actually sitting back and listening to it. They're not moving on to the next. They're actually literally like analyzing it and breaking it down and just like yo, like <laughs> speaking of yo from DJ Booth or formerly DJ Booth. I told him flat out like <laughs> like the second day, like I texted him because he was he's you know doing his writing thing. I'm like yo, this shit's a classic. He's like, what makes it a classic? I was like, um, I'll get back to you, but I know what the fuck I heard. <laughs> I know what the fuck I heard. Well yeah, man, great album. Uh, glad you're back now go scorched earth i want kidder to go on features now like what do you what do you expect him to do now now that he's i guess back you want him to like 
we hope he disappears again. You want to be on more features or what? I don't care. Yeah. And I, I know, and like, and I kind of how I felt. I know that's. It's like I was telling you this whole time, though, when you kept saying, "Well, oh, that's a good album," but when Kendra drops, that's a good album. When Kendra drops, it was that was he, for me. I know it was for you, but it was like I kept telling you even then. It was I think he even said it in the last track where it was, uh, "Don't wait on me." Oh yeah. Um, it was just living the moment with what's going on. Uh, you just can't wait on artists. I mean, uh-huh. even, even even granted, even if I was even gonna say, even if I came in here and absolutely loved this album, I mean, five years is five years. That's a mm-hmm. long period of time to. And to, I said to wait flat on out, I wasn't even tripping that he was gone for this long. I was like, he could take his sweet ass time because he gave me like timeless records consistently he could take as long as he wants because that's that's hard to do and he has to go through some shit to fucking write that and he went through a lot of pain every for every album there was a lot of pain he had on there so for his own mental health he just had to lay it out and if he doesn't have if he doesn't rap no more i'm cool with that if he doesn't drop another album i am cool with that he literally let it all out so honestly if anything i just want him to go on features go on a feature or just go on features like j cole's been doing and just go scorched earth but hey, man. Yeah, no, Round of applause like, for that, man. Like I said, uh, I mean, uh, when I say I don't care, I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, he focuses on tour. Mm-hmm. So take care of yourself while you're on tour. It's, you don't have the most healthiest life as you as you travel. So make sure you take time for you, for himself. Donna, right now. Mm. Uh, so while he's on tour, take care of his body and his mental health. Um. I mean, obviously, with that cover, he announced he has a daughter now. He has two kids, yeah. Uh, so, being the family man that he is, but anything after that, that's his prerogative. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not here to to dictate how an artist moves or when they drop. When an artist decides to drop, that's when they decide to drop. Yeah, pretty much. And they don't have to drop every year. They could drop two, three years. Justin typically was gone for like he was gone for like four or five years. Well, I'm not even talking about solo records. I'm talking about features as well I don't know that's what I meant even with Justin Timberlake that's right even Justin Timberlake he barely did any features he was gone and was doing movies for like four or five years before he dropped 2020 yeah and hey man Michael was gone for years before he dropped bad you know artists have to take that sabbatical for a minute Bruno Mars was gone before he showed back up on for Silk Sonic right so and I like that the long yeah I like that shit so anyway we move on to albums Jack Harlow (laughs) Yeah, some of y'all probably turned it off at this moment. <laughs> but Jack Harlow, the week before Kendrick dropped, he dropped Come Home, The Kids Miss You. What was your opinion about this? It was alright. Yeah, it wasn't... It wasn't anything special. It wasn't nothing to hate about, because everyone was literally... Well, I mean, there was, there was a reason to hate on it, but I wasn't going to necessarily do it. I mean, I'm not his demographic. But when I will say... When Kendrick dropped, I did understand the hate for this. I completely understood it. Mm. Um, this sounds like Diet Drake. Hmm. There's no soul in it. Like he, it's very. Mo- I couldn't put my finger on it. I was like, oh, it's cool because I really wasn't paying attention to it. It was. I was listening to it when I was working out. And then obviously when Kendrick came out, like you hear the. He's very intense. Mm-hmm. I went back and played this, and I was like, uh, yeah, that's what was missing. This sounds very monotone. He doesn't sound like he has any emotion in his songs at all. Yeah. I I, I, mean, I, I really understand why people were upset with yeah, it. Yeah, I, I get it. I could kind of see it, but this plays just like, 
It had a few tracks. I like the record with Lil Wayne. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. there's tracks I like, but over, yeah. like I said, I'm not, I'm not gonna go out of my way to be upset with it because I'm not, here. As, I'm not his demographic. Same here, because motherfuckers were overly hating me. It was just like, bro, what? Pitchfork giving her two point nine? Like for what? Wait, what? It was just weird to see. I'm like, it's not that bad of an album. I'm like, I'm not gonna put it on my album of the year list, but I ain't gonna shit on it. Like, well, it I'm, serves its purpose. I'm indifferent with that. I'm not gonna go out of my way to talk bad about it, but, but I'm also go out my not way gonna, to praise it. I'm also not gonna go out of my way to tell somebody who to cool down if they are gonna talk bad about it. That's how I just view it. Mm, I because guess. I do understand I do understand it as well. Like I get it. Um it's just one of those ones where I liked a couple few records on there and that's how I took it. Mm. That was, that was, I, what was it the record that Pharrell was? I movie star. I can hear Big Sean on the remix and them pushing that one. Uh, later this summer, well, I like Poison with Lil Wayne and Parent yeah, Trap. that was that was my standout. Yeah, and I kind of like Parent Trap with Timberlake. I don't know it was like a really smooth record, and Jack Harlow went and rewrote his verse on that Drake record, and it didn't help. Didn't do much of anything. Mm-mm. But you know, he tried. Good job. Good effort. That's a ding. Give him a ding. Yeah, he's he's it's a ding. He's heard his purpose. I mean, he's on the right path. I mean, I'm I mean, I like his last album. This is no different than his last album. But see, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't even remember his last album, so I can't even say I liked, like. Like, yeah, I, I remember. Know. I don't remember talking bad about his last one, but I I can't even remember. Because it dropped a song in De- it dropped in December. That's why, because you already checked out. Right. In so. 2019, yeah, it should have dropped in should have dropped in January. I was all saying he should have dropped that shit in January, not December. But it is what it is on that one. Yeah. No. Yeah. And also, IDK dropped. I missed that one. Yeah, simple. It's uh, it's quite simple. It's him and Katandra. What's his name? The producer. Katandra. Katandra. Yeah, he's on the shit. And it's only like five records. It's only 15 minutes, too. But the records, they're pretty good. You know, I really enjoyed, uh, enjoyed it. It was like a nice appetizer and shit. Should have been longer because he had, he had records on there. But other than that, when it came to music, pretty much everyone got the fuck out the way. <laughs> LMA drop. Oh, yeah, LMA drop. Did you listen to that? I like that one. Mm, yeah, it's all right up your bag. I really like that one. She wasn't talking either. So it was good. No, no, like to Pippa Butterfly, like poems and shit. Well, every time it was a banger track, she would talk on the last one. It was like, how do I put this on a playlist now? <laughs> <laughs> gotta know how to, what, gotta how it feeds into it and shit like that. Yeah. This one, it was great. And actually, because she doesn't have all the features on here. Mm hmm. Like, Kirk Franklin pops up on Fallen Angel. I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Oh, what, what the fuck? Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of unlisted features on here, and it's like, wow. Those were great, greatly placed. Mm-hmm. Lotto destroys her feature on Didn't Say. Uh, there's a nice uh, texture blend with her and Roddy Rich on How. Nice. Uh, of course, the the single DFMU. I mean, there's there's really a lot to like on this project. Uh I really didn't have anything bad to say about it, but of course it just got tied in with the mix of dropping in between Future and Kendrick. Yeah, and of course Future, who topped his uh, his drop week with uh, what was it, two hundred twenty-seven thousand mm-hmm. first week sales, and then came back the next week with another one hundred and seventeen thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, did you see that? Um, it was the ninth. That's his ninth album. That went number cal- one in his, in his catalog and back to back number one weeks. Yeah, and they dropped the Wait For You video, which is on some Game of Thrones shit. Yeah, they just, they just do what they want. Had nothing to do with the damn song, but, you know, whatever. It was cool. <laughs> I was just like, what? all right. 
it was nice cinematography and shit because X director X did the shit. So yeah, yeah it, it it ended with I'm good, beloveth, enjoyeth. Made all the sense to me, man. <laughs> Made all the sense in the world to me. Five out of five. Wow. Undefeated. Never lost. Never lost. And you know who did lose? Old boy went up there and fucking got a Dave Chappelle. Baby. Yeah, we've been gone for a minute, and I just—I still can't believe that happened. It was happened. It happened at at the Hollywood Bowl in Hollywood. It was for the Netflix special, and some dude decided to run up on stage and attack Dave Chappelle. And what happened? Oh yeah, yeah. He proceeded. He proceeded to get stomped the fuck out yeah. <laughs> by Jamie Foxx. Nuts. Stomp him in the nuts. Even Dave Chappelle fucking went up there and whooped his ass. <laughs> but the <laughs> like, uh. yeah, <laughs> stomp the fuck out of him. Then you know, and then Chris Rock came out there and said, "Will Smith, was that you?" <laughs> and old boy's arm was dislocated. And apparently, he was maggot. No, he wasn't even a maggot rapper. He was just a rapper trying to fucking get clout, supposedly. And they're not going to press charges on him, the DA, which is fucking wild. You know, he showed up with a fucking, fucking musket. Musket, yeah, gun knife. Yeah, whatever, man. I don't know how he didn't get locked up. Well, I mean, he got locked up, but they let him free. Eh, what's your opinion on that? Run up, get done up. I don't know why you thought this was going to turn into what the Oscars was. Like, that was stupid. Mm, very. Like, that was a... This is... Uh, again, context means things to me. Huh. That was a situation between two men that had some history with each other at the Oscars. I mean, yeah. That, that you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that was a situation between them. Mm-hmm. And they both had credence to, 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 to get there. Not saying Will was right, but he had access to do that. Mm. Nobody knew who the fuck this 23-year-old was. I don't know how he got up on stage like that. Absolutely, like that was that's a good question in itself. But you you can clearly see the difference in those two situations. And he went and tried to spear him like Roman Reigns, and then he got speared, and then tried to run away, and then just got jumped by Dave Chappelle's crew, and dislocated his whole arm and everything. I was like, God damn, bro. Mm. Right. So I mean, if you want to get your ass whooped over some jokes, that's fine. Don't get your ass whooped and get you trying to troll and shit like that. Just be sure. Just be, just be sure you know who to troll with. Like that dude who tried to troll Drake. <laughs> just they gonna learn to start leaving these celebrities alone. Yeah, bro. Like yeah. that. That one was just like I did not blame Drake. Cause that's some shit I would have did. <laughs> How did it start? Like, what did old boy say? He brought up Adonis, which is why I've come on this pod many times and said, "All right." The yeah, because yeah, he called him a ghost rider. The, yeah. the whole situation with with Push and and the records back and forth that was years ago. That was cool, but at this point, they both. Our parents, their fathers, leave it alone. Don't bring their kids up. It's it's over and done with. And motherfuckers keep wanting to bring the kids up. All right, that's fine. Drake you gotta reap the you gotta reap the rewards of what happens when you bring somebody's child up. So Drake goes and says, "You know what? I'm gonna go follow your wife and show her that does life does life better than you." No, no, she just said he 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 gonna follow her because he gonna add some excitement. Add, add some excitement to her life, and he went and followed her, and then she fucking and then hit them DMs. Yeah, she she DM'd him. No, he DM'd her. I thought it was the other way. I nope. thought she DM'd him first. I nope. thought she DM'd him first. What did he say? 
I forgot what he said. Put the eyes. Oh, yeah, the eyes. Oh, wow, that's some. <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't the eyes. Uh, it was, this season's too long ago. Uh, it don't even matter what It don't matter anyway. what he did, but, oh, boy, yeah, his fucking, she fucking um, caved into it, and dude was just, he couldn't take that damn L, and he tried to capitalize on that shit. Even got an interview on TMZ and shit like that. I'm like, dude, what? That's smart. Well, he was smart for that. And then it was just like, I was like, Drake was like, okay, I guess I added some excitement. He made merchandise and everything like that. I was like, I guess, nigga. Very smart to capitalize on that. Yeah. Well, I'm not mad at that. Like, that was the, that's the best thing you could do. But that man still follows your wife. I'll tell yeah. you that much. Yeah. You cannot win an argument in your house. At all, because she could just DM Drake and Drake could just fly her out to Toronto. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Man, that's 757 still got double bedrooms, my nigga. Mm-hmm. That nigga's in the fucking cat. That nigga's in the embassy up there in Toronto, man. He's up in the heels. Boy. Yeah, so you better get them uh, crew next for 65 off uh, as quick as possible, because um, everything has this day. What I really want to try to understand is thoughts on these uh, celebrity lookalikes. I hope Drake sues that motherfucker, dog. I don't. Why? Because these motherfuckers are allowed to live in in Vegas, and make they say they make money off this shit. So do the ones in in, in Vegas that look like they try to get it off like Elvis. Yeah, but Elvis is dead. Oh, and Elvis, no, but Elvis is dead. Michael's dead. Prince is dead. And? They can make money, but if there's some shit if you're still alive and you try to cap, use my name, that's let me kind explain. of illegal. Let my, me explain something. Let me explain. If anybody in this world is that damn gullible and that damn stupid to try to catch enough clout to pay $10,000 for a motherfucker that looks like somebody? Cash out. Shit, Drake better than me. Cash I'll, out. Drake's better than me, man. I'll cease and desist that nigga. Because if I was Drake, I'd be like, hey, man, get the bag. Because <laughs> what, 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 is, what is there to do with that? Like, how is that his fault? For somebody that is that damn stupid to willingly give you money because you look like somebody. You're using my name. You're trying to act like me and everything like that. But they know it's not you. Some of them actually look like. Some of them actually believe this shit. That's the crazy thing. Which about is it. why they like you are grown ass. And I'm not talking about the look alike. Talking about the ones that actually pay to do. You are grown ass man. Grown ass woman. Grown ass human beings. You should know the difference. They just to get a little glimpse, man. He is not your savior. He's a fake savior, fake god, a so, fake six god. Like really, uh, that, so I have weird. no issue with that. Mm-hmm. But in return, you need to understand the circumstances of what comes with that. of what comes with that. Because the one that is playing Dirk, yeah, you playing with fire right there. That's the one that. They did a video for Laugh Now, Try Later, dog. I thought that was funny. That shit was wild. It's a horrible-ass song, but I thought that shit was funny. Oh, my God. That was hilarious. Uh-huh. Nah. Jet skis and shit. Yeah. You could tell they was at the bottom of the barrel of whatever hotel they was at. Yeah. Trying to get that off. They was not on cadence, and that that was just bad. Nigga was jumping around like he was Drake and moving around like like he literally analyzed him and everything. Now, the Michael Jackson lookalikes, I understand and shit like that. Dancing like him. I remember when they would do that shit, but this is just on a whole other level. That, that was That's weird. But it's, see, my thing is it's in a country where... It's based on capitalism. If you found a lane to get a bag, fuck and it. You're not, you're not uh, killing nobody. 
and um, you uh, you're not taken from nobody. And you're definitely not hurting nobody. Who am I to say that you're wrong? Yeah. That's how I feel about it. Like it's a legal bag. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Like you you using somebody's likeness, sure, but yeah, that's get... a that's somebody else's fault. That's the paying person's fault. Yeah, just don't get shot up. Like you don't be pretending like you're little dirt and get shot that's, up. That's that's the only kickback I have is you need to understand who it is that you're attempting to look alike. Mm-hmm. That's the drawback. That's yeah. the only part about that where I'm saying be cautious. Other than that, hey man, do what you got to do. Pretty much. Well, what, do we, what do we got to do? You better find God. It's young thug. Hmm. Scary times. Oh my God, Rico! Like that shit was wild. Took down the entire label, the whole YSL crew, right? Uh, was it him, Gunna, and another twenty-six him, or twenty-eight? All twenty-eight of them, like pretty much the whole fucking label, got down for a Rico charge. Pretty much called him a gang organization and said that Young Thug pretty much put out he he had something to do allegedly with some murders, with some gang murders in Atlanta, and they've been watching his ass since twenty thirteen. Like they had, they looked at his Instagram. They listened to his rap lyrics, all that shit. And I was like, "Shit!" Yeah, word is that at this point, it's a matter of getting YSL and I don't know too much about this, but YSL and YFN just off the streets because it's connected to innocent bystanders getting murdered at this point. Mm-hmm. So it's, they just want the gang shit. They just want the innocent murders to stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Shit's wild. It is. I think they man. think that they got Gunner just because Gunner was just he had wore the chain. chain. He wore the chain and yeah. was uh, saying he was affiliated in songs. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, I'm always against using freedom of speech to indict somebody if yeah. it's not you know clearly uh, play it for the jury. Play it for the jury, and then like, like what Bobby Smurder did. You know what I'm saying? If it's if it's clearly not that, then you know don't be using that in the in the court of law but it's it's a uh, some wild shit man really is some wild i'm shit. not gonna be saying much about it because i am a civilian <laughs> yeah. and i don't be speaking much about shit that uh has no doings with the civilians mm-hmm. um it's fucked up though. but it's some it's some wild shit. i knew when the they they brought that in and involved wife and lucci i knew exactly where that was going mm-hmm I did not forget about what was going around 2014, 2015. Especially when, remember when Doug shot up Lil Wade's bus and That's shit? why I said I did not forget about what was occurring around 2014, 2015. Mm-hmm. And when uh, YFN Lucci was uh, dating Regine. Who's Regine? Wayne's daughter. Damn. That takes a bet. I forgot about that shit. God damn. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah, once all that got brought out, it was like, hmm, Okay. Yeah, they were watching right. them. Like, they were literally watching them and... Pfft, scary times. Uh, you know, I saw also a bunch of people that were like, Whoa, well, how could they even allow what they... was like, what, 50-some murders mm-hmm. taking place? And I was like, well, how could they allow this to even take place? Or why would they even... Why wouldn't they stop? And it's... It's like, well, you don't have a case on anybody. If you can't do anything, like... Mm-hmm. You can't just jump in. You have to... Uh, that's how this shit transpired. This is why people need to watch The Wire, man. <laughs> when you watch The Wire, you know how a case is built. <laughs> My fucking career's got to be built. You know, favors got to be dealt in. It's a, it's an ugly ass game. Mm-hmm. Like this ain't just about policing. 
This is about judges and courts and politicians and all that shit. Like, it's a nasty ass game that trickles down. Hall of yeah, it's like a Hall of Fame ass fucking TV show, man. Right. Something so, you should put up in there. So that's the explanation. Was it, that's how you get to here? Yeah. Um, and then what was it? Low Keed passed away in the midst of all this. Yeah. Uh, from liver failure. Rest mm-hmm. in peace. Um. I I just saw people's responses to that, and you know the same thing when it came to to Nipsey's passing, mm. where it was okay. Now we have we got all these people talking about um, theories. Oh yeah, the theories about how he passed away and shit. You know, but the the young man unfortunately was talking about how he was drinking lean all the time, and it's like, well, okay, so now we have all these theories, but he can't be. He's now he's too big for what he actually spoke about. Hmm. Okay, I, I get it. You know what I mean. So, uh, unfortunate circumstances all the way around. Um, you know, prayers up for the families, but also prayers up for the families that were involved on the other end. Seriously, for, for that whole situation. Yeah, and, um, and the attorney and the person that's prosecuted him is the same lady that went after Trump. <laughs> and so she, she mean business. Yeah, and she doesn't do this just for anybody. So she's going after them. Now this Rico case is what it's a, it's a Georgia state. Mm-hmm. It's not a federal. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Again, I I really haven't paid much attention to to this situation. But when all the fucking news shit was coming out, all the shit that Yunta was getting indicted for, it was like, damn, damn, damn. Yeah. That's pretty much how I was looking at it. And it's just like, God damn, bro. Shit, really? That's how I felt about it. Like, damn, they connected this all the way back to 2015. I mean, the news literally came out less than 24 hours after the Heart Part 5 came out. When we were talking about culture. Yeah. So that's what... That was the ironic part about it. Yeah. Fuck calling it culture. I won't, I won't. Love that damn record. It's the... It's unfortunate, but that's the name of the game, man. Yeah. Well, subway that. Shout out to Marsha Matters. I don't know how to get out of that. Give him a round of applause. Yeah. Give, that black, give that white man a round of applause. Because he's going to be he in... Going there. I thought we were going to talk about another passing, but we go there. No, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get to that one. Yeah. Is giving this white man his flowers. <laughs> sound right. Eminem is getting inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And, yeah, man, a lot of people were angry about that. Because they felt he didn't deserve it. Which was just like, wait, what? And they were like, yeah, there was more well-deserved hip-hop because like, he got there before De La Soul and da 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 And I was going like, bruh. <laughs> in my mind, I was thinking like, bruh, you know they had a voting shit right there. You should have went in there and voted and campaigned. Not his fault that Eminem has like the biggest fan base of them, stand base of all time. But other than that, man, shit, that was one of those, man, I'm getting old. Jay-Z's going to the Hall of Fame then the next year Eminem's going to the Hall of Fame. I'm not mad with Eminem. I'm not mad either. Just the timing again. There's just it's about more deserving artists, but I get it. Again, this goes back to the what Hall of Fame it is. It's mm-hmm. the Rock and Roll Hall. Rock of and Roll. Hall I'm of not fame. gonna put. I'm not gonna get up in arms about it. Yeah. Congratulations to to M mm-hmm. for that hell of a feat. Fifty's about to turn fifty. And then he's gonna be in the Hall of Fame. Right. So Shit. you know, it's anybody saying M doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Like I'm not listening to to their opinions on their critiques about that Mm -hmm. it was like a whole discussion for a minute which was just wild to me yeah i'm not not generally listening to that now if the argument is about timing then sure 
if it's about timing, absolutely. But you know, we've been over that. I'm not right. hip hop needs its own Hall of Fame, so let's discuss that. We'll get on with that. But I'm not gonna take away from M. Mm-hmm. Well deserved position. By far. And we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Now let's just get to the sad shit. More sad shit. Man, Kevin Samuels passed away. Out of nowhere and uh, now it's been it's been like what two weeks now like, yeah you know no uh yeah two it's been weeks two weeks since it happened and there was there was one time where i had to unplug for a bit from you know twitter and social media and that was during the george floyd protest when they kept showing the police beating us up over and over again and it was becoming way too much for me that i was like you know what i'm just gonna like disconnect for a bit and i'm just gonna you know my my, I'm just gonna mind my business. Like, no, nah, I gotta, I gotta get better for my soul. When Kevin Samuels passed away, first off, God bless the dead. God bless him. You know, looking on my timeline and seeing so many women wish death on him, and not just wish death, were just glad he died. That just that didn't sit well with me. Keep talking. Yeah, I mean, and it was just like all these women that so that yell that they're so hollowed and thou and shit like that, and yet they're going around just play, like praising that he died because he said shit you didn't agree with. I'm like, this nigga didn't rape you. He didn't murder nobody. <laughs> and it was just like you know, I had all this energy for him. Damn shame, man. Many women wish death upon him. That was a damn shame, dog. But for just sitting on YouTube, saying his opinion, and it's like, and then if you try to explain to women, like, did you really watch his clips? Did you really watch his shows and see how he explained the situation? No, not the clips. The, the no, 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 streams. like what I mean is the live stream. The live streams because they saw the clips. <laughs> It's yeah. the live streams. That yeah, because the live streams are too long, and they don't want to sit there and listen. And it just, like I said, it was that just didn't sit right with me because I don't wish death on nobody, no matter how bad they do. Like even when Trump got COVID, I remember people were saying they were wishing death on him. I'm like, no, you pray for him. And maybe that's just me because I'm like a Christian soul and shit like that. But this man didn't kill nobody. He didn't rape nobody. He didn't do nothing to you personally. But just to be like posting videos of you dancing on graves and pissing on his grave and shit and saying, I hope you go to hell. Just, oh man, that just, that didn't sit well with me. Yeah, that's my thing. If nobody's done anything violent and caused anybody to lose life. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to wish death. That's what I was like, eh, but, you know, people have irrational thoughts in their head. They internalize things. Then they project them. They think somebody's talking directly to them. And what was this saying? Um, the shame? What was it? Not shame. Um, the need to be right? Oh, yeah. Uh, what was it? I can't remember. Yeah. But it was a damn shame that shit happened. I mean, just how he passed away. But hey, man, he passed that away. Anybody, any guy would probably go out. He went out fucking. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, you can either way. He's like, well, he just passed out with somebody that wasn't married. But yeah, but that was his choice. 
That was his choice not to be married. He went out fucking on a fine ass chick in his standards, I guess. And fuck it. His only problem was his eyes was too big for (laughs) his eyes was too big for his heart recipes. Hey man. That's his only problem, man. Them them thick thighs, man. This is his only problem, man. Me and my homeboy was talking about this. We was like, he the way we was talking about him was it's kind of roasting you give you give a man a true honor. Cause uh the way he went out was like that gif of that pastor and he flies around oh in the yeah pulpit, and he turns into a jet <laughs> he turns into a jet yeah and that boy busted his last nut and he elevated out that damn body seriously <laughs> and honestly he and, did, and yeah. truth be told brother there's either one or two ways I want to go see that busting a nut and elevating out my body or dying choking on a damn chicken bone <laughs> hey man <laughs> no, don't knock for me. That's the, the those are the, one of the two ways I want to go. Okay, guess, man. instant satisfaction instant either way. Satisfaction. Okay, <laughs> I want to die from coitus or the itis. Okay, itis either way. I, I win, you undefeated, win. never lost, never lost. <laughs> Shit, hey, fuck it. <laughs> don't knock for me man. because either way, I will have gone from the itis and I will beat the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be gone from the itis and I'll beat the IRS. That's a bar. Yeah, man. But rest in peace, Kevin Samuels. Now, um, no, nah, like, yeah, he was. I hadn't, I hadn't watched him in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had said some off the wall shit. I will admit. Um, I guess in the past couple months. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I mean, again, I've even come on. I've said there's some things where he's said some things. I'm like, eh, yeah. mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily agree with that so hardly. But the overall message. I mean, if you step outside yourself, yeah, and look at your surroundings, mm-hmm. you know, you you do understand, you get it. Uh, again, he sparked conversation. He laid the legacy out pretty much. Uh, so I I do understand that. Well, but one thing I was so confused about was that women were so happy about it that they started bringing other well, other things into the mix, like, like what. It was like dudes that went out and were just like, hey, uh, I forgot which designers it was. Um, they went out and were just like, hey, we're going to show off our suits. They oh. went out, which is fine. Like, okay, that's cool. Like, show off your suits. But they went and got that and they were like, fuck niggas going to Kevin Samuel's funeral. funeral. And I was like, damn, y'all that, y'all that jaded for that shit. <laughs> I saw that shit. All of these niggas like a march for Kevin Samuel's funeral. I was like. Like, you see, know. like, honestly, yeah. like, and it's fucked up I say this. Uh-huh. But you honestly see some shit like that, and it's like, see, that makes men root for future getting another one of y'all pregnant. <laughs> like, and it's just a vicious cycle that Kendrick spoke about. First time I fucked a white bitch. <laughs> First time I fucked a white bitch, I listened to Kevin Samuels. <laughs> and it's just a vicious cycle that's never going to end. And it keeps going over and over and over and over. Somebody did this. Why don't you choose me? I choose me. It's I'm like, sorry. It's like gang violence. Literally. It's like 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 Vince Staples said, like, this shit gonna end when you can bring my cousin back. <laughs> yeah. Well you can't do that? Okay, well. That is what it is. And then I asked me to pee pee. Oh god, dog. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. So what's his worth? Just, 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 just know that that went number one back to back. Back, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and got a Grammy for saying. Like Kendrick said, now I want you to say that shit. Yeah. 
I mean, you should have known Kendrick was going to be off the wall when he said, like, you knew the next album was going to be weird when he said top of the morning, top of the morning. Like, you, like, <laughs> kind of laid it there. Like, I'm going to be weird on this shit. He said that shit and then looked at his phone and said, for the thousandth time, I'm about to fuck a white bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, you understand his mind frame. He was doing that shit when he was making Black Panther. <laughs> No, he made co- no. He was making to Pippa Butterfly while fucking a white chicken. Yeah, no, so that's what I'm saying. Like he, he was doing all that shit when he was like, you have to go and look back at this man's catalog after all this. And he was still with his girl at the same time. And he was, yeah, yeah he was a sex addict. That's what he. Yeah. I, that's what. That's why they compared to 444 because he he admitted he cheated. There's some wild stuff going on, man. You know, and she still took things. I know she took him back. That's the one thing I was left with a big question mark because he said that she, on what's it called, Mother I Sober. She said that she, she's gone, left. Yeah, yeah, but then when you see the cover and you see them in Ghana, they're still together. So it's like, it's none of my business, none of my business. I don't get all that personal stuff. And that's what I like. And that's what I liked about Kendrick when throughout these years is that he kept his life private. You, his girl, never went on Instagram. They never did no fucking. They were never public about it. It was always private, and I Mm -hmm. like that shit. I appreciate it. But it's also that catch twenty two as well. Like I said, not to dive all the way back into it, Mm -hmm. but when he gets into that ultimate personal bag it's like also reason why i also can't connect with them mm-hmm. either like it's okay to you know let me like that vince staples effect i like the vince staples you know just let me in enough to know what's going on but not enough turn state's evidence yeah but like just let me know what's going on with you kendrick but not enough to like where you go over the top where it's like okay but i don't know you like that so i can't connect with you on that realm you know what i'm saying like but when other people do it's like oh because you view him as your savior i get it yeah, you know what I mean. No, so he's Eminem was kind of classic for that. He was known to be very personal on his album. Well, because he was killing his mother every damn week in public. Like, well, that was just he was treating her like Kenny for, from South Park. That was just for two albums, okay? Yeah, 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 it was like Kenny from South Park. Every that other was song. just for two albums. Well, so was South Park for the first five seasons, and then all of a sudden he two lived. Albums. It was just on the. Well, Slim Kenny Shady lives now. Marshmallows LP, and then after that Eminem show, that was it. He didn't kill his mom, or didn't kill you know. Sorry, Mama. He apologized to her on the on the thirty LP. <laughs> Backhanded ass, you know, apology. But yeah, shit. Yeah. You want to go to your granddaughter's graduation now? <laughs> yeah, that was on Marshmallow's LP. Yeah, too. Like, that took a few like, years, but you know, that took several years. Okay, what are we supposed to do? With, what are we supposed to do here? That man made Kim. <laughs> we talk about we cry together. That was the inspiration from Kim. He inspired. I, I can see Kim just as soon as he's fucking a white bitch, he just goes on his phone and. Just decided to listen to Kim, and he was like, "I'm gonna make this a song. But I ain't gonna kill her." <laughs> oh, he killed her, all right. It was just out of context. It just didn't... <laughs> he didn't do no beat it up dance afterwards. It was just stepping. Oh, then tap dancing and shit. Yeah, step and fetch it. Step, man, yeah, man. Shout uh, out to the the, the stepping twins too. Salute to them. Were they on the album? Yeah, that was them doing yeah. that shit. Oh yeah. shit, tap dancers. Oh shit. The big steppers. You know what could have helped this album? This should have been a visual album. Like Beyonce. That's what I'm saying. Like it, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not again, I'm not mad at anybody that calls it a classic. Uh there were just that's some that elements was that thing. there yeah. were just some elements I you know. If like, this was a if they really made this a visual album where they had a video for every song and they all connected, right. Maybe you would have thought about maybe, it. Yeah, differently. yeah, absolutely. There's yeah. again, there's just elements that were missing and take from that experience but that's neither here nor there we've already gone through that we're back to kevin samuels Um, but this kevin samuels situation is just people they 
I don't know, man. Hurt people hurt people, I guess. But if you paid attention to... That was, what I, that was one thing I, I was confused about. They would bring up... And it wasn't... I say they because it wasn't just women. It was also men that would bring this up to. Mm-hmm. So it was confusing. Yeah. Not confusing that the men were doing it. Confusing mm-hmm. in general that people were doing this. They were saying that he was always going after black women. But if you watch the stream... No. Women were always calling into his show. Yeah. He never sought out anybody. And it's funny. Every they time always... You... Not only did they always call into the show, but there were several instances where non-black women would actually try to go after black women and he would nip that shit in the bud right then and there but that would kill their narrative that would kill the collective's narrative right so he would (laughs) would stop that and he would always show stats because he would always want he actually wanted black people to be married I know relationships that's the thing and it was it was never about it was never about um what was it uh women knowing their place mm-hmm. how how this uh, agenda was put it was always about okay if you if if this type of woman wants this selective group of man which is the 1% which you know I have no problems I'm not in the 1% man shit mm-hmm. it's not me yeah but if this selective woman wants this 1% type of man uh, you like, gotta act like Pusha T one. would say. Every blouse, every every blouse, every bracelet comes with a price tag. But that's what he was saying. Mm-hmm. Which the irony is, uh, like what my homeboys I forgot who said this. What my homeboys were saying was a lot of women actually dance and and ride to many songs that say a hell of a lot worse things than Kevin Samuels says on a daily basis. Really though, some of them are by women, and and. and all he was saying was, okay, just know if you want that 1% of man, that's fine. Number one, what do you bring to the table? And if you don't know what you bring to the table, that's fine. But you're going out there on a hunt, not knowing what you want. And you got to be prepared to compete. And they didn't like it. He was telling the truth. And he was saying, just go for what's what you are... Go for what you can get. And they didn't like it. They didn't like hearing that because he took away their fairy tale. And they didn't like, they didn't like that. Cause they always listen to Beyonce and all this other stuff, and they feel like Beyonce gave them that fucking fantasy world. And Kevin Samuels just said, "No, that's not how the real world works, baby." And they didn't like to hear that. And and again, there were certain things he would say where I was like, "Eh." Oh yeah, there was eh. a lot. There was some stuff I would be eh. like, oh, "I don't agree with that." Eh. But nah. in theory, even the things he would say where I was, "Eh," in theory, I was like, "Okay, it does make sense." You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it, I don't know. It's just a lot of. The, uh, the the need to be right. Uh, no, but, you know. We're talk about timing of that shit. This is why I thought he initially didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to talk about time. Because I got done watching episode 8 of Atlanta. <laughs> and then the trailer pops on. And we'll get into episode 8. Yeah. But the trailer for episode 9 comes on. And this motherfucker at the pulpit. <laughs> and talking that- in episode 9. And I'm like... What the Didn't they f- just say this nigga just died three hours ago? What that the fuck? That was some crazy shit. What kind of shit is that? That was some crazy shit. Somebody did this. Yeah. And I immediately texted you and I was like, I don't know if this nigga did. Yeah. This might be a whole experiment. Yeah, you said Kevin Samuels is in the he's in the next episode. I'm like, shut the fuck up. I said, nigga, I'm watching the trailer right now. I wanted to make it perfectly clear. This ain't hearsay. I'm watching the trailer right now. He's there. (laughs) 
So don't I'm, I'm not gonna send you a tweet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm watching the trailer right now. I had to watch it because I was gonna watch it on FX. I just got back from seeing Doctor Strange. I'm like, no, I gotta watch this shit on. I had to actually watch the DVR version of it just to see the little snippet. And I'm like, oh my god, okay. That's what I thought about. I'm like, talk about time. Donald Glover. He was just like, that's why this makes this season just so just. Uh, like Donald Glover and Kendrick Lamar give you what you need and may not be what you want. Want word to yay. So, anyways, we're gonna start with the previous episode, episode eight, right? Episode eight is officially known as Al's episode. Yeah, it's like a those are Al's episodes. So, what was in season one? What episode eight? What was that one? That was the episode with uh, what's his name? The barbershop. Barbara. Oh, I love that episode. It's, it's, I, it, uh, it was so Benny, Benny. Oh my god, Benny. Yeah. That was such an infuriate. I I was mad for him that episode. And then season two was the one with him in the woods. In the woods, yeah. This they called that the continuation of the woods. Yeah, yeah. So many elements that uh that tie into that. Mm-hmm. That was a deep ass episode. Did you catch everything? No. <laughs> I mean, some of the did you catch the did you catch the biggest? Which was the biggest one? The Liam Neeson one? No, 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 no. That was a good one. But did you catch the biggest one? Which was he was tripping the entire episode. Even when they went to go get the, when they went to get the, the drug in the first place, how was he tripping? When uh, Darius told him, "Don't end up like that guy." Oh yeah, that was him. Yeah, that was that supposed was him. to be. Yeah, I know that was yeah. supposed to be. I knew. Yeah, when I saw that, I'm like, yeah, that's probably Al. Like, that's probably Paperboy, and it's gonna probably switch around that. Because as soon as he put the goofy hat on, I'm like, mm, okay, I, yeah, yeah, let's see how this goes. So yeah, so pretty much what he was just drunk. I don't know. It was like some other one. You know how that shit is. And then the whole woman that was in it, and we don't know if that was representing his mom. It was. Yeah, it was representing his mom, but it was like a whole other shit. And so she was, uh, she was a woman that uh, was had transitioned. Mm-hmm. This is a metaphor. Wow. Transition. Wow. Um. She was keeping it real with him, mm-hmm. which is, uh, you can tie back to his mom. You get that sense that his mom was always talking to him like that. Mm-hmm. But you always get the sense that she was always talking down on him. Yeah. Because of how he was responding. And then the, I don't know if you caught this, when she went to touch him. And he, and he moved away. He pulled back. Yeah. And it wasn't a pullback like, oh my God, a transition person's, uh, a person that transitions about to touch me. It was like a sudden move it back from his mom. Yeah, it was yeah. one of those type of movements where mm-hmm. it was, no, don't touch me because there's some unresolved conflict here. Mm-hmm. It was one of those. Um, but she brought up some, I guess some stuff that he didn't necessarily think about think about or work through with himself mm-hmm. uh again there was a lot of playback to season two episode eight mm-hmm. the fucking kids man <laughs> when they do the baby them wild ass kids i'm like oh, okay these ain't the niggas from from atlanta like he gonna mm-hmm. be safe yeah and you niggas gonna throw throw a baby like a football and i'm like Rapping. oh no these is worse yeah these is this is worse mm-hmm. it's terrible um, and I also remember that pop before they took the drug. Darius tells him, "Yeah, no matter what happens, I love you, bro." And then we see uh, an Easter egg. Yeah, you caught this, and then I, I remember I had to catch it when I was watching the YouTube shit. And yeah, it said 
what RIP Clark Clark County. County. I was like, whoa, what? Which is what I was confirming to you was this wasn't their. It's not the same. Yeah, it's not the same year. Yeah, the European tour. Mm Mm-hmm. It was so subtle too. I was just like, oh, okay, and it said Atlanta right there and shit like that. I gotta give it to Donald Glover, man. Like, and the people who make this damn show, they always be so subtle with the fucking clues and shit that they're the Easter eggs for you. Like, it's made purposely for you to go back to and watch closely. I mean, season one was when they showed the cover for Awaken My Love. Yeah, that was very subtle. Yeah, I remember that. It was in that dude's office. Right. I was, yeah, pretty much. That Liam Neeson. I couldn't believe it. Was, that was out of... Yeah. <laughs> and I was so... That was very dope to see because of the reference they made to him a few episodes earlier. What was it? What did they say in a few episodes earlier? When they were interrogating uh, Homeboy mm-hmm. about the phone, mm-hmm. he was like, I'm a white Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you caught the other reference in that. Which was? When he was going to say, uh, when Homeboy was going to say nigga, but then he caught himself. Yeah, he caught himself. And didn't say yeah. it. Yeah. And then he walked away. Mm-hmm. And then in this one, it's a pullback because Al was going to call him nigga, and then he caught himself. Caught himself. Yeah, he did. You're talking about nigga. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'm so glad you don't hate black folks again. Oh, no, I hate you. No, no, I hate y'all. Y'all the enemy. He's like, wait, what? Didn't you learn anything? Man, I'm white. I mean, yeah, but that's the beauty about being white. We don't have to learn nothing. You don't have to learn anything if you don't want to. That was the most. And then. Club he, cancel. Yeah, and he had the most what the fuck look on his face. Or cancel club, whatever cancel it was. Club but that or was whatever. Yeah. And the beautiful thing about it was everybody was so mad at Donald Glover and they were voicing their opinions on social media, trying to cancel this man, not realizing that the whole irony of them trying to cancel Donald Glover was over a scene in a fucking club called Cancel. Club cancel or cancel club. Mm-hmm. That was the beauty in that. Yeah, that was you, so fucking great. You could tell this season's flying over a lot of people's. It heads. is. It's literally flying over a lot of people's heads, and they don't like that same way how certain folks don't like Kendrick's album because it's kind of low key flying over the head because like they want you like you said, girl, you want context, and they want context and shit, and it's just not getting explained, and people don't like that. Oh, and did you understand? Uh, when Lorraine pulled him out last minute before the spotlight went on him, did you understand what was about to happen? They're about to make him perform. Did you understand what that meant? Meaning? Tap dancing? Did you understand that, though? No. Explain. The whole apologize to us until we feel comfortable. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Up until we feel comfortable. Not until you, you feel, feel sincere, but until, until we, we feel, feel comfortable, comfortable enough for you to apologize. Because when he left, he goes, oh, I wasn't going to perform. And then she's like, no, that's not how that works. They don't take no for an answer. Mm. Yeah, I just saved your life. That's that cancer culture. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, you apologize, it's not enough. They'll just keep eating you alive. That's why they took him out. And then she made him fucking paralyzed after she was telling him, "Yeah, who uh, who owns your masters?" People yeah, she pulled the whole get out you. shit on him. Yeah, and then put him to sleep. And then Darius walked past him, and then he passed out and woke up in his bed, and, and then. He asked about Lorraine. That's when the twist came, and you see Ern just go like, "Oh, your mom," and then that's when he asked Ern about his masters, and Ern was just like, "Huh?" And he's like, "Do, you, do I still earn my masters on that new deal you gave me?" And he was like, "Yeah." Now that was one of those hmm, like they every that's this is what I noticed about this whole show. Everything is there for a reason. So when he when Ern went, "Huh?" I was like, "Huh? Okay." So we don't know if he's being honest or not. I took it as 
Motherfucker, you're asking me this after I went looking for you because you were in the street for 10 hours in a foreign fucking country and I had to change you, mm-hmm. a grown ass man, by myself after I just told you because you wanted some free clothes a few episodes ago and I told you to do something for your hood and you're you questioning thought, me if. You thought all that, huh? And you're, you're questioning me if the masters, at the very least, who owns the masters? Nigga, you own the Masters. That's what you're questioning me about? Mm. That's how I took that. Mm. Yeah, that was deep. Yeah, was because deep. who, out of all of them, who's the one that's been preaching all this? It's been Earn. Mm. So why would he have to lie to him about that? Yeah, no, yeah. But, yeah. And after that, this episode. I mean, I mean, but think about that for a second. Mm. Your response to that is, and it's not just you, because I've seen a lot of people think that. But think about from Ern's perspective. I just cleaned a grown ass man from throwing up. Mm-hmm. And your first response isn't thank you. It isn't oh good looking out. It isn't it's none of that. It's who owns my masters. Oh, so Which means we're far removed from the first tour when you were already questioning, like, if I could even do this. Uh, but now you're questioning it's not like, I have to, like, wait, what? Uh, I, I get you on that part. Where, you know, people, like I said, this season's flying over a lot of people's heads. So, they're taking any little minimum thing they can take or whatever. Because you can tell they don't like the side episodes. You know, they don't like all those stuff. So it's kind of just like, yeah, whatever. They're just writing it off. Which leads us to last week's episode before we recorded and shit. The what was it called? What um uh rich wigger, poor wigger? Rich wigger. <laughs> poor wigger. Poor wigger. <laughs> man, let me tell you something, man. This oh. might be the funniest one of the season. Oh my god, yes, it was. This that was the one the that featured Kevin Samuels, yes. by the way. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Some people might hear this and think it's Khalifa. Because the kid Frankie. Baby. But there's a reason why this song was played too. Is that the shit that Kevin Samuels plays in this shit? Yeah. It's Lou Sands track hanging on a string. Uh huh. I don't Because know Aaron's. Aaron's. Future was literally hanging on a string for Robert Shea Lee in his future. Uh huh. And also because he is both black and white, he gets to go back and forth and hang on a string in terms of whatever he wants to do. Okay. Huh. In terms of his identity, he gets to hang on a was string. Was he in the, um, what's it called? The Black Lives Matter episode? Uh, the, white, yeah. the black white boy? Cause he looked like he was from. Like, I felt like I saw him before in a previous episode. No. Okay. That's not him. Okay. I I literally thought that was him when he got to the like the last part. I was just like, they don't do the duel. Uh, bring the actor back to do another. Uh, okay. Do another role. Uh, okay. But yeah, that episode was just like, okay, I know what you're doing. Like when Kevin Samuels came out and said, "Yeah, I'm about to get paid everyone's tuition for everybody in this room." And everyone cheered, who's black? 
And then all the black folks started cheering. I was like, oh, shit. And then, the, and then he was just like, because old boy's light-skinned and shit like that. Looking like Logic. and Who really is black. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's black as hell. His name's uh, actually Tariq. <laughs> That's funny. And uh, contrary to what people actually might think, mm-hmm. uh, I know people may look at him and be like, oh, okay, his his daddy. Nah, his, he actually was birthed by a black, black woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I enjoyed about that, again, little subtle, little shit. Mm-hmm. And this little subtle shit was actually dialogue, which I enjoyed. Uh, so when they're sitting in the courtyard after it's been announced, mm-hmm. and he, Aaron's sitting with his friends, mm-hmm. and his girlfriend makes the fucking, makes the comment that, oh yeah, my friend's, uh, ex-boyfriend... He like got to go to school for free, and you know he wasn't really, didn't really even need it. He didn't get to do much of anything. Oh well, what's his name? I don't know, Zion William or something. <laughs> and it's like, that's how they think about you. Mm-hmm. They just think you just show up on campus, and it's like you just go for free. You don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Not realizing you wake your your black and brown ass up five, sometimes four in the morning. First one in the gym, last one out. Putting all the hard work in, and all they see is the the, the twenty eight minutes on on TV, mm-hmm. and all the glory that comes with it, and it's like, oh, he's just getting a free ride. Like he, there's no work that gets put into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very telling. Yeah. And then the part where he got, he has to go talk to Kevin Samuels and who else? Did he, who else was on there? Up on there, the comedian. He's from the Wash. Yeah, I, I always forget his name, but. He, um, I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, he's from the Washington. Some other dude there, and they were asking him questions about, you know, they're testing him, testing his blackness, asking him all sorts of questions. He's like, "Oh, did you hear about that kid that got shot by the cops? Oh, the one who got stopped by the police department." Da 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 da. He's like, "No, nah, you're supposed to answer like that. You're supposed to say that's a damn shame." <laughs> Very good questions in that. Uh, George Wallace. George Wallace. There you go. Yeah. Um, that had a uh, that had a key role from beginning to end too. Why? Uh, if you remember in the beginning, um, when he's in the car with his dad. Oh yeah, he says I can't wait till you get locked, you get arrested, and you really no, no, that that wasn't it. What? He's um, in that instance, that actually didn't have anything to do with it. He said he wished um, he got pulled over. Yeah, his response is what actually got played into it. Okay, his response was, I mean, it's easy. They give you a, a they give you a freeze warning. A freeze warning, yeah. At the end, they shot homeboy, and then they told him to freeze. Yeah, yeah, they sure did say that. Little subtle shit they put in there. Now, my favorite part in this shit was the ending when it was a year later. He's not going to college, you know. He decided to work at you know fries or whatever, and he sees his ex, his ex white girlfriend, show up and all that stuff. And, and he's trying to get waves. Yeah, he's growing. He's pretty much embracing his blackness now. And she's all like talking to him, and he's like, "Yeah, it's cool, it's whatever." And then he says, "Like, yo, Holly, and I guess that's her name. Like, you look really good right now." And then she gets all. Uh, he's like, "I've never been more attracted to you in my life." And she's like, "Which is that's in itself is layered." And because remember, uh, at the time of their breakup, she was going to school, or she knew he wasn't going. Mm-hmm. There was a black athlete. That had uh, yeah, triggered that. Yeah. It was the... She didn't... 
she was upset that black that black kids were going to school for free. Mm-hmm. But she sure wasn't upset about the attention that them black athletes that were going to school for free were giving her. Exactly. So now that he and he got ex- mad that she was that she was liking his shit. So now that he himself has accepted his blackness. And possibly the idea, uh, because now this in itself could be a double entendre. Mm-hmm. It could be the fact that he either doesn't know if he is attracted to her at that point because he has seen her in a new light. Or because of the quote unquote, the stigma of, well, black men are just attracted to white women. Mm-hmm. So now the new light is him embracing his blackness. So as a black man, he is now more attracted to her as a and, white woman. And then that part where he just turns and looks at the camera with that smirk. I, nigga, I laughed so hard when he did that. And then the zoom, and it said directed by Donald Glover, written by Donald Glover. Yep. And then the camera started zooming in like Thriller. It was like. <laughs> oh, and then that, oh, and the music came back on. Oh yeah. oh yeah, that shit was hilarious. Oh yeah, I literally let out the biggest laugh out loud. Like, <laughs> okay. Oh, but one of my favorite parts was when they were going to the school. Uh, and he told his dad, and he's like, "You ain't gonna get me a car." He said, "Me and your aunt to take you to the Golden Corral, and that's it." <laughs> and he said, but "What about school?" And he said, I ain't taking out no loan. He said, you should have enough saved up, right? And he goes, I got $4,000. And he said, see, that's enough. Mm. He said, it costs 50000 he said, whew, damn, you ain't going to that school. <laughs> <laughs> now, next week, I guess this- um, I also like the, I also like the little, uh, the cultural, uh, <sighs> bless you. Thank you. I like the cultural aspects of it, too. Mm. They paid homage to Outcast Stankonia when people were trying to prove their their blackness. Oh yeah! And then I love the the panning and the view to the homage to a different world. Mm-hmm. And they they did that intro. That was great. Mm-hmm. And then some of the stuff they was asking, just Chef's Kiss. <laughs> they asked that first question. Name six things that you can mix with Hennessy. And right off the top, I was like, this little nigga don't listen to Tupac. <laughs> First thing that came to my mind, it was like, if the first thing that come to your mind isn't Alizé and Hennessy, you've already lost. Mm-hmm. You've you've lost right out the gate. Because everything else should be cake right after that. Uh, when they said Holy Spirit versus Holy Ghost, I was like, this is easy money right here, man. Um, what else are they bringing up? It was just some good questions all around. They were just toying with them. But somebody brought up the, the great point, which was... He got the full experience of what it was like to be black going into a job interview, which was mm-hmm. they're just going to ask you questions off jump knowing that you ain't qualified. They're going to tell you no. Exactly. Exactly. That's what it was. Yep. Oh, especially after old boy got shot. He told him like, oh, because he was Nigerian. Remember, they didn't think he was black enough to get this shit. Mm-hmm. So then as soon as he got shit, like, oh, now you know the full black experience. Cause getting shot by the police, that is being black. Make sure you get his number. Send him to the good hospital. <laughs> he said, he said, damn. He really was one of that scholarship. <laughs> and, that, and but it also showed it also showed he took his damn eyes off the prize. Because mm-hmm. in the midst of him arguing with them, even though he, he is half black, he still made time to, to make a fucking race joke. Instead of just burning the damn sign first. And he was mm-hmm. the closest one to the sign. Yeah, he he was right there. But he, but he stopped and looked and then blew his whole chance. Yep. Right then and there. And it was like it's man. Good stuff. Yeah. Just just quality. 
I'm trying to think if there's anything else that pinpoints along with that. Um, I just like the 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 aspect of they changed the name. Um, they changed the name of the school. And his that. name and his name was still the name of a of a slave master, but oh, all he did it was, was a Confederate soldier. But his nickname was Shea, yeah. so they just included the Shea. I still love that shit. Mm-hmm. He saw the name of a, of, a, of a slave owner himself, but it was not. We we gonna make this Shea. Yeah, I make it Shea. Yeah, <laughs> that shit was great too. And then um, when they told him no, he said he ain't black. He's white. And the other dude was like. But he off white. <laughs> He's off white. <laughs> it was no, that was by far the funniest one of the season. Yeah, it easily was. the funniest episode of the season. Now the season finale is this week while we're recording this, and from I just read this right on tweet right now, Twitter right now. It's I, Van's episode. It's Van's episodes, and just from the trailer, it's gonna be probably one of the wildest yet, and that's gonna be it for season three that's gonna lead us until the final season later this year i'm willing to bank on that one revisiting her uh conversation with the friend in season one mm. when she was talking down on her not that was traveling. a great scene that was a great scene not traveling that. and then being around cult the kind of women that men want mm-hmm. and cultured i have a feeling they're gonna revisit uh elements of that yeah but i just read a tweet right now saying it's the wildest one yet and it's like, I, it, was, it was just all over the place. I, and then I respond, oh, so it's Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man. So, if we want to stay on TV, or movies, actually. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Some wild shit. Man. <laughs> that was some... They was multiversing. It was they were multiversing. Motherfuckers were getting in their feelings thing, and they should have gotten an R rating, and it was too scary for kids. And I'm no, like... No, it wasn't. Like, what? And it was Sam Remy. I'm like, man, have you ever seen Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom? That was PG. I was scarred from watching that shit. They were ripping hearts out and getting stabbed and shit. Fuck out of here. Now, this one, it was cool. It was a Sam Remy movie as, out of an MCU movie. Like, everyone had their hopes up thinking it was going to be what they wanted, and it wasn't. So, yeah. I enjoyed it, though. It was great. Yeah. I was thoroughly enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I was pleasantly surprised that they mentioned Spider-Man for all of 30 seconds. And I was like, damn, I am glad that I didn't actually need to see the damn movie. That's pretty no dope. Home. <laughs> that That is actually pretty great. Like It has been months and you still have not seen it. Oh, well. <laughs> I, according to that movie, I didn't need to. So that's fine with me, baby. I, they, I really yeah, don't they, care. Yeah, they as long as I saw WandaVision, movie. the last two Doctor Stranges, and of course... Uh, last two the, Doctor Stranges. Well, the last Doctor Strange. Yeah. And then the What If... And then, of course, the the previous two Avengers. I mean, shit, as long as I saw those, I was in good shape. Pretty much, yeah. That's pretty much what you got to tell folks. But they, yet again, <laughs> let it get with people, man. When people ask, do I need to watch all the movies? Yes. Motherfucker said that they introduced uh, uh, a Latina superhero that could cross the border. Yeah, America Chavez. <laughs> That's fucked up. Because yeah, she can go to other multiverses and shit like that just by punching shit. And Wanda just had to be a Karen because she wanted to get her way. <laughs> and people were mad that some people were mad that Wanda was the villain. And I'm like, did you not watch WandaVision? That was a villain origin story, man. Wanda was running around like she was pot. Yeah. Yeah. There was no sitcoms this time. <laughs> shit. Magic shit, baby. 
And she's like, oh, yeah, it's not going to be. It's like, yeah, I, I, I just, what'd she say? She was going like, yeah, next time I come back, I ain't going to come back as Wanda. I will be the Scarlet Witch. You niggas in trouble. <laughs> Greatest scene in that film. Mm. Looked at that motherfucker. What's his name? Black, uh, Black Storm, Black. Oh, the dude from Inhuman? With the uh, ball? Black, Black. It ain't Black Lightning. It's, uh. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Whatever the hell his name is. Uh, she looked at him and said, what mouth? And pulled a fucking agent Smith on his ass. Greatest bar I've seen in recent Marvel memory. <laughs> what mouth? Mouth Bing! Dome. Popped his dome piece. Pop used his own mouth to pop his own dome piece. Oh, yeah. Jim was in there. Fantastic Four. Jim Halpert. Yep. Unraveled that nigga. And the Black Cat Marvel, she was there. Got killed by bricks. Yeah. <laughs> and then Professor, Professor X was there. And then and he, then he was, played the original. And then he wasn't there no more. Cracked his damn skull. Yeah, the Illuminati wasn't that strong with Illuminati. That's the only thing. I would, but I get it. Like, they wasn't used to... They probably thought... Doctor Strange was the most deadliest. And they were going like, oh, no, you don't know who's fucking coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, but see, that's I saw a lot of people complaining about that. Uh-huh. Like, this Illuminati ain't strong. And it's like, no different multiverse. They thinking it's one thing. They thinking it's one way. But it's another way. It's the other way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you just got to... That's, again context nigga people uh, don't like to think well yeah they, they want to they want to escape reality and it's like you still have to work within parallels of shit you also otherwise that's why what's the point of writing you can just throw shit on a screen and call it blue magic instead of red dog shit you also gotta remember people don't think they and you can they, they don't think like us they're not built like us that ain't my problem yeah i know it's not your problem but you can't really get upset about it it's i'm not upset like, I, that just gives me credence to just say hey Context, motherfucker. Yeah. And I get to ravel in that because I'm right. Hmm. I mean, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that... You can't get upset if that's the whole point of the multiverse. Where they get... Thanos is a is a menace in our universe. But to them, he's not because their Doctor Strange was able to capitalize. And he figured shit out way before he was able to collect all the stones. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's why they had to get rid of that fucking Doctor Strange way he, before. But also, he was very—he was corrupted by the book. Right, they had to kill him. Absolutely, that's what I was saying. You wouldn't understand that because people are thinking, "Well, the six one six universe—it's yeah. it's the only universe that operates." So it, the six one six universe is the, uh, the, is the, the end all be all for all the universes, and like that's not how that works. Yeah, pretty much. This is leading into Secret Wars, where there's like one big ass multiverse battle, and pretty much. Pretty much what they're laying the foundation for, what I'm seeing, is like, yeah, this is the foundation for, this is the multiverse saga we're in right now. The last one we were in was the Infinity Saga. Now we're in the multiverse saga. And I'm cool with these being standalones for a while. I saw a lot of people getting upset. We're like, well, how do these all tie in? It's like, just let it, let it let play it out, man. Like, you didn't figure out everything after the first event. Yeah, movie. not everything was running into Endgame back in 2008. They just wanted like, to get to Avengers. <laughs> yeah. That's all they wanted to get to. And then Thanos showed up on a wing. And then Kevin Fraggy was like, oh, hmm. Infinity War. Hmm. Yeah, let's try to lead. Let's, let's see how. Let's see how far we can go. Right. And he did. He said flat out that there is no plans for any type of endgame event for in the near future. Yeah. He's done told everyone this, but yet they just want to play. Which stupid. the key words is near future. That could change at some point through. He, but, dude, you know. During the fucking press conference, I guess one press conference that he had to go on a retreat where he was where they were going over the next fucking ten years. 
So <laughs> like yeah, they, they got movies and shows all laid out, man. I mean, he getting ready for his uh, his Star Wars show. Oh yeah, the Star Wars show movie or whatever. I can't believe he has right, time to yeah. do that. Yeah, I'm surprised. At I'm that. surprised he has time to do that. I'm just surprised that after Kenobi, um, what's the other Star Wars shows? Uh, uh, Mandalorian. Uh, there's another one that's Boba coming up Fett. too. Um, I forget her name. Oh, Ahsoka. Ahsoka. That's the one from Clone Wars. After those, they're gonna start doing, uh, excuse me, Star Wars uh, material that's completely out of uh, the Skywalker saga. Yeah, and they're saying it's all standalone. So yeah. I think there's one, there's one that takes two hundred, uh, takes place two hundred years before Phantom Menace, hundred years or two hundred years before Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Um, that's based on the Siths. Yeah, and I'm like, hey man, run that shit. Yeah, yeah. Then they got that's, that, that's gang gang right they, there. They got Rogue Squadron. They make a movie off that, which is kind of like Top Gun, just with you know the Rogue Squad, the X Wings and shit like right. that. Yeah, I'm like, do movies like that now? And Captain Kennedy did an interview saying like, yeah, we're focused on more having one long continuous story now. We're not worried about trilogies no more. I'm like, that's what you guys should have did in the fucking beginning. But whatever, not beginning. Can- no, well, when they first beginning. when they first when they bought Star Wars, oh yeah, for that's them. what they should have did. Well, they, no, what they should have did was they should have honored George Lucas's George vision. Lucas's vision for the final trilogy. Yeah, then they should have you know ventured off, ventured off, and not been and did stuck. That. But you know, it is what it Whatever is. Y'all At learned. least we got Kenobi that drops next week. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited. I'm, I'm sure you are. They keep dropping new material, new teasers, and the yeah, you all kinds of explanations and shit on and YouTube, and it's like. <laughs> drop that shit, nigga. Drop that shit. Hey, drop that shit. Like, hmm. <laughs> Master Kenobi, Master Kenobi, Master exactly. Kenobi, Master Kenobi. Hold on. The hmm. force is here. Hello there. Hello, Hello there. there. Hello there. Hello there. <laughs> Hello there. Hello there. <laughs> they showed an old Kate and Christian. He looking old, old. Well, he's not looking that old. Yeah, that, nigga looking, that nigga's looking like Darth Vader going into a new hope. Seriously. <laughs> Well, yeah, I think that I think that's yeah, that could work. The uh, old Hayden Christensen playing. Aunt, I wonder how that's gonna work seeing him. Like, mm. oh, it's gonna be perfect because they have. Uh, I mean, I know it's all rumors and everything, but they've explored what's gonna take place going into the third episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not gonna go into it, but from what I read, as far as how the second episode ends. They're gonna pull that off where you have to. There's a post-credit screen. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, they're gonna go Marvel because they're debuting. You know how it was supposed to debut on May. The oh, they're giving two episodes. Yeah. Remember how it was supposed to debut yeah. uh, last week? Yeah, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Well, they're waiting next week to do double episode. Mm-hmm. Wait until the post-credit scene. There's some shit that pops off, and that's supposed to get you to build up hype for episode three. Uh, Kenobi, not episode three. Yeah, yeah, not, not the Kenobi classic. episode three. It's funny. I rewatched episode three the other day. Again, and it's aging better with each, each watch. Told you. Yeah, yeah. Told you. Still man. like Empire Strikes Back, but it's aging better. I mean, I get Empire Strikes Back, but I know, but the dialogue in there still just. Mm. I, I know about the dialogue. That I, I give you that, but I'm not, I, I know. But I'm I just mean, saying, like everything about that, that movie. That lightsaber battle, man. This confliction. I remember you was conflicted. Just using your influence. Just using your influence. Play that shit when that motherfucker walking through the Jedi Temple. <laughs> Play that shit when Mace Windu getting knocked out the fucking window. <laughs> what have I done? Play that shit when he force chokes Padme. You thunder against me. Yeah. <laughs> Let her go, Anakin. Let her go. Abusing my influence. 
<laughs> don't underestimate my power. Don't do it. <laughs> anyway. Full of resentment. Why are you? Oh no. Maybe I'm just another nigga. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh shit, man. Anyway. Turn around this nigga talking to bubble fit and shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I made this right. nigga talking to Darth Maul or something. Talking to Darth Maul Palpatine. What's the ground mean? What's the ground represent? Ground represents the Jedi that's gonna get eaten up here. <laughs> shit, dog. Oh no. <laughs> and, and then so what, what, what was he saying? Uh, but that's what it is. Oh, I, I think that's how it's always going to go. You know, that's what it means. You know, me be one of your offsprings and, and whatnot. <laughs> What's the ground represent? What's the force represent? <laughs> Mustafar, motherfucker. No, and there's Yoda talking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the ground represents the moon that goes into the stars. <laughs> Pain it represents. Pain it represents. What if Kendrick was talking to Pac to Yoda at the end of fucking the Fifth Bottle? They got that fucking jazz music and shit they was playing at the beginning of the new hope. <laughs> <laughs> what if Kendrick was talking to Yoda just at the yeah. end? Of the, not Tupac. Just what if that? What if that in an alternate universe, in another multiverse, at the end of the Fifth Bottle? It's a pimp of Yoda. <laughs> Kendrick is talking to Yoda instead of Tupac. <laughs> That's how he got out of the year <laughs> at the Grammys. This motherfucker talking to Frank General, Oz, General Grievous, General shit. Grievous. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Anyway, NFL schedule came out. None of them games really matter except for New Year's Day. <laughs> Give me a hell yeah! Where you gonna be? Cause I know where I'm gonna be. Yeah, you gonna be in the Luxor. Yep. <laughs> Niners are going against the Raiders on New Year's Day, which is a Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And either it's going to be for playoff position or it's going to be for pride. Either or. Oh, baby. <laughs> either or, they're going to be pushing P, and I'm going to be there. It <laughs> 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 was like the last two weeks of the season, so it's like, oh, wow, okay. We was, we was laughing about that. My nephew's first vacation is not going to be to no damn Disneyland. Ain't going to be to no Lego, Legoland, no nothing. That little motherfucker going to the desert <laughs> being diabolical just like his uncle. <laughs> that is going to be a family vacation. <laughs> we all going to the, the Death Star. That's going to be nice, man. <laughs> Shout out to my plug. He let me know that shit 24 hours in advance for that damn schedule came out. I had to keep that shit tight-lipped <laughs> so we could get that shit booked and ready to go. Because, boy, once that word came out, all them Airbnbs and them hotel rooms, my God. I'm sure. Hope it gets flexed for a prime time. That'll be some shit if it gets flexed. It I, becomes like an important game. Shit, I, it don't matter to me. I just, shit. <laughs> I just, just, just know shit. the family, the whole family going to be out there. I'm sure. My mom has never been to Vegas before. Oh, nice. And that's going to change. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the NFL schedule's out now, and that was all I cared about was that game. And I was like, oh, New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. Looks like I ain't going to work Friday before. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think a lot of people are going to do it. P-T-O. Shit. P-T-O. We is out there. That's what's uh, I don't even know when it... Uh, I, oh, the first Raiders game is in 
as a away home game. Mm, yeah, oh, yeah. Our first, our first one's an away game against the Seahawks. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. No, no, I can't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. It is because mm-hmm. Russell Wilson's uh... gone. He's in Denver. He's in No, York. that's not the first because the first game's Denver. Oh, Chicago. Yeah. Chicago. We go against Chicago. Yeah. In Chicago. They go against Justin. I think meant the first home game. First, is the home, first game. home games. Yeah. Okay, against gotcha. The Seahawks. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, the... That's going to be interesting. First Raiders game is in L.A., which is... Might as well put that shit in Vegas. Might as well, but y'all going to the Rams or Chargers? Chargers. Ooh, boy. It's going to be a game. Uh, what else is there? On paper. Uh, yeah, the second the second game is the home opener. We got a lot of home games. We got, not, we got a lot of home games this season. Like, a lot. No, every team gets nine. Oh, really? Oh, wow. You might have you might have seen the buy and for whatever it confuses people. Every team puts the fucking logo mm-hmm. as their bye week, and it throws people off because it's like, oh, we got ten. It's like, no, it's just a bye week. Every team uh, gets nine home games. I know we got nine home games, but I saw how it was like listed, like how it was. How no, 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 I'm not the buy, but how it was listed. It was like we have multiple home games. Is what I was seeing, noticing, and they literally split all the fucking away games away. Like because it felt like last season. Or not oh, you're like, talking about oh, consecutive. Yeah, consecutive. Gotcha. We got like, okay. we got like a consecutive home games. So I was like, oh. Gotcha. Let's get the shit. Yeah, no, every uh, every team gets nine home games. Uh, it's it, nine home games, eight road games for the 17. Because 17? Yeah. Over 18 weeks? Yeah. And when we come, when we come to the playoffs, you, now last, a few weeks ago, you were telling me about Memphis's... Um, IQ Bas- basketball IQ and I was just like hmm well I didn't say hmm but <laughs> I was kind of just like okay let's see what they are and when I watched game one I was like what well, why would you make that no what are you doing I don't even play basketball why are you making that shot uh, no don't do that uh, okay and I was like this is what JC meant <laughs> They lost by one point as a result of that shit. What the? What is that? The one that John John, John Murray uh, got blocked or missed the layup? Oh, maybe, but that was one that Clay hit that three with like a minute left. Yeah, that was game. Yeah, whatever. Game two. Yeah. Um, they came back one game. Interesting series altogether. Then John Morant got hurt. Was it game three, game four? Now one of those games. Demer. <sighs> Long time ago, when we first started this shit, JC told me about the Denver curse, and I believed him. I do believe him, you know. But I'm this is. Oh, but now it's Scarlet Witch. This was some Scarlet Witch shit. Oh yeah. You this... didn't. You you thought the Warriors were gonna win Game Five, and there was gonna be a wrap. No 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 no. The way when he when John Morant went out, this man Demer went out there and said. Oh, man, John Morant, I saw the fucking Facebook shit. He said, oh, uh, yeah, John Morant's out. Guess the Warriors have an easy run to the fucking um, East-Western Conference Finals. I swear to you, people. And in Game 5, they were down game as much as, as 50 30, points. As no, 50. No, 50 points. Was 50 there points. Yeah. They got blown out by 50 right after that post. That curse is real. <laughs> I that's I had to post it the fucking but y'all know I don't come in here. But this is some scary shit. <laughs> Hope you don't wish me a good day. <laughs> no, bro. Nah. I took a picture with that man just to know I keep the peace. <laughs> yeah, I keep the peace too. 
Ain't ain't no hostility over here, man. Yeah, nah, nah. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. I'll tell you what, though. When he, uh, I'll tell you this, though. When he actually bets point spreads, he actually is good money. It's just when he bets outright, it's it's a scary experience. Guaranteed. It's his guarantees. guarantees. I tell you, man. He said, yep, y'all better be scared. The only way we gonna lose is if Anthony Davis comes back and he gets hurt. Second quarter, Anthony Davis out with a leg injury. <laughs> no, talk about the pandemic one. <laughs> uh, we out here partying. They say it's pandemic. Pandemic what? kiss pandemic my ass. What pandemic? What pandemic? Next, Next day, day, the whole world Gavin. shut down. <laughs> Gavin Newsom announced. Whole world shut down. <laughs> even, even Florida. That was when I knew, like, okay, this is some shit. Because Florida was like, all right, I guess we're going to have to do this. Because, you know. <laughs> No, or during the election. Yeah, man, Trump, it looks like Trump's winning this, bruh. Da, 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 da. Trump has biggest blows. Biden wins the biggest blowout in election yeah. history. <laughs> don't even know where them Trump ballots is at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just lost somewhere in the Bay Area. <laughs> You're cool, Demmer. Uh, you cool. How did, how did, uh, how did the ballots from uh, from Kentucky get lost in in the Bay Area? <laughs> no. So yeah, the Warriors are going to the Western Conference Finals. Now, the Suns went against the Mavericks, right? The Mavericks. So I asked you before that last game, did Denver bet on the <laughs> on the Suns? Because <laughs> well, my response was uh, no. Chris Paul literally turned thirty seven right in the middle of that series, and it was legitimately. I showed you what happened. Yeah, he was thirty six years old. The day he scored twenty eight points. Oh my god. The day he scored thirty seven or the day he turned thirty seven, it all went to hell. I'm not joking with you. Dude. He turned thirty seven years old and everything went to I hell. I didn't watch the game. I was just looking. I was oh I was at um Karina's barbecue. Shout out to Karina. Like her studio X um year anniversary. I thought the barbecue was nice. Shout out to Mr. Fab. Hey. hey. Yeah, I didn't watch the game, but I saw the score, and you kept. I was looking at the score, and you were texting me like these niggas up by 30, 10, 20 right. They were now. down by forty points at home in game seven. And then that, and I looked on Twitter, and I saw that picture of Djokovic looking at. That fuck, wasn't Djokovic. Not, what's his name? That was Luka Doncic. Luka, Luka, looking at smiling at Devin Booker with violence in his eyes. He had that smirk on his because face, like you Devin good, Booker bro? had said it was the Luka special a few games earlier when he had basically went down for a foul. Mm-hmm. And Luka walked out after Game Five and was like, "It's easy." He quoted to, Jordan. Yeah, it's easy <laughs> to laugh and, and smile when you up. And walked out that gym knowing they was not about to get eliminated. <laughs> and my God. I saw the highlights. That was a at, massacre. At halftime, the Suns had 27 points. Luka Doncic also himself had 27 points. <laughs> the Mavericks themselves had 57. At, it was 57 at halftime. to 27. Charles Barkley, he didn't know what to say at halftime. <laughs> really? Because Charles Barkley had banked on the conference finals being next to his home. Because he lives in Phoenix. Oh, wow. He did not know what to say at halftime. Stephen A. Smith was... Speechless? I mean, he was getting ready his, his agenda because, you know, Stephen A. Smith don't like admitting he's wrong. So, clearly, when he's wrong, he just says that some shit's in the air. Yeah. And somebody needs to be drug tested. Uh-huh. Um, but, boy, I will say that uh, it did bring out uh, uh, one of the best Buck Nasty impersonations I've ever seen. <laughs> Patrick Beverly went on a, a run on ESPN the, the very next well, day. A promo run. Oh my God, he, he, my God. A I mean, shit. Chris Paul. One day we was we was on Chris Paul's side because he was saying that a teenage kid was kept touching his his family. Uh huh. 
And then after they got eliminated, we was cheering on the fact that Patrick Beverly was bringing out everybody but Chris Paul's mama's dish <laughs> on, on TV. Like, Jesus, he, he was going out bringing all the smoke for everything. He said nobody respects him. Nobody wants to. Nobody. Naming people. Yeah. He said, I talked to people. I, I ain't going to name but Nah, man, I was talking to Paul George. Nobody respected him. I was like, damn. Like, what? what, what? After this man just got eliminated in the first round. Every time. <laughs> he went out there. He said, "Look, man, Luka Doncic, he scared me, and he scared everybody. He be putting the points on on Kawhi and Paul and Paul George and all them." I'm gonna tell you something right now. We don't lose sleep over the Suns. Nobody in the league lose sleep over the Suns. So that right in broad daylight. He said Chris Paul is like one of them, uh, one of them training cones. Yeah, I saw that. I said, saw he that. Just, he just be there, don't be doing nothing. And I said, "Damn, damn." Because what can you say? Chris Paul's 37 years old. <laughs> like, I mean, wrong what? messenger, but right message. Like, yeah. What can you say? Yeah. And it was just like, and every, I mean, it was, it's, it's, it's nasty work, but what can you say that, every, that wasn't right in what Patrick Beverly said? But and what's crazy is every time Chris Paul fails, the timeline just rejoices. And, I know I was. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you, man. Why don't you the like Suns got up under my skin last year. Oh yeah, them and they fans is just yeah running them. And I get it. It's it's always I. This is what comes with being a Lakers fan. Mm-hmm. It's the extra hate and salt that comes with it. So I understand and I get it. Mm-hmm. But it was some extraness that got put on that wound. Where it was all right for sure. We'll see you. Mm-hmm. And even if we don't see you, we're going to see if you can actually put it together. And when they didn't, I took I took a lot of pleasure in that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. My, I don't blame you. My son's pack was was extra musty. Smoking on that son's pack tonight. No, I wasn't smoking on that one. Oh. It didn't sound like that. It sounded like, uh, wait for you. <laughs> I was cro- It sounded very cross-faded. <laughs> I was. I sounded like Thames. I would wait for you. Sound like I was uh, serenading that nigga in hell. <laughs> Join me. Yeah, we both started singing that shit. Yeah. Rob, we don't know what the fuck she's saying. I was serenading them niggas in hell. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to hell. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what I was. That's the loud pack I was on. Oh my and then god! You were just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit! But uh, there's definitely some internal shit going on. Uh, DeAndre Aiden mm. played all but 18 minutes. Really? And he wants a supermax, and they. They saying it was one thing, but then teammates were saying it was something else. So now it's conflicting stories, and it's just not sounding good. It's just um, they have a nice young core, but a lot of money is tied into Chris Paul. So mm-hmm. it's you know, and he's again he scored twenty eight points when he was thirty six, well, and he was... literally turned thirty seven in game three, and it just it was downhill from there. Well, he scored. He more. had one point going into the third quarter of game seven. I need to get more points in the game. And- Bro, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. At the end of that game, mm-hmm. Luka Doncic had 35 points. Great performance by him. Mm-hmm. The Suns' top three scores at the end of game seven combined for two less points than Doncic had by himself. 
Their top three scorers combined had 33 points. Damn. Well, that's more points than James Harden had in the second half of his elimination game. Yeah, but there's only two more points than Spencer Dinwiddie had by himself on, on the Mavs. You know, it's just so wild when you see these type of players, and they just go down in a blaze of glory. These type of teams with the Nets, the Suns, they just, that's what I've noticed. They go down with the most draw. They go down in a blaze of glory. And the thing it is, is that Doc Rivers actually made the Sixers loss worse. Like, Doc Rivers didn't actually have to say shit. Mm-hmm. Well, before we get to the Sixers, the Bucks lost too. Yeah. But I'm not even mad at the Bucks because Middleton was out. So that's the thing, like... Injuries, mm-hmm. you know, they're a part of the game. It's not a cop-out, but what do you want Giannis to do when Giannis is the first player over a stretch of games to literally put up 35, 15, and 5 in that run? What do you, what more do you want him to do? I text you at one point. I said, yo, it's nine minutes into this game seven, and Giannis is literally halfway to a triple-double. Yeah. Yeah, in the first quarter. Like, what, do you, what else do you want that man to do? Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing else that can be said about that. He, yeah. he let it all out there. I'm not going to fault him for that. Mm-hmm. I'm also not going to, you know, it's not a pass. But at the same time, when his role players that are supposed to go there shoot two for 16 from three, can't be, nothing else can be done. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Salute to the Celtics. I hate saying that. <laughs> <laughs> well, they just lost but right they just now. Lost the heat, they just so lost to the Heat. I feel a little one. bit better. You know? There you go. What it is what it is. Um... So the Bucks are are out. They got blown out themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the last that two was kind of shocking. The, the last two finals uh, um, participants, they're gone. Just it gives more precedence to what LeBron was able to do for eight consecutive appearances. Seriously, like that shit is not easy. Same with the Warriors too. Shit. I mean, yeah, you know, you give credit to them. They went to what was it, five in a row? Five in a row. Yeah, wow, that shit's not easy. So, but I mean, for for one for one guy to take, what was it? Uh, How many teams? Cav, Cavs, Miami, Cavs, Lakers. No, he no, because he didn't go eight times in a row with the Lakers. Oh no, it was the Raptors that went, and then he, mm-hmm. uh, and then he went with the Lakers. The after. Yeah, but still. even then, nine out of ten years. By himself. Well, he had you know, the help he right, had. Right, but, but, I mean, three teams over a span of nine out of ten years. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Especially in the Eastern Conference Finals and shit. Yeah, Eastern like, that, that's, that's nuts. That's, that is nuts, man. And then go against the same team in the finals for how many years? Five years in a row? Right. It's crazy. But now we get to this Harden pack. Because you play family ties the second time. Smoking on your top. <laughs> Smoking on your beard ass tonight. A lot of people said it was... He was going to do something that Ben Simmons couldn't. And they were actually right. He did do, do something that uh, Ben Simmons couldn't. Which was? Uh, he actually shot in the fourth quarter. And he went 0 for 1. And that was the, the only time. Quarter. I did not believe you when you told me he only had one point in the fourth until you showed me the stat. And I'm like, what? No, he didn't have one point in the fourth. He didn't did. score in the fourth. Like he didn't score at all. He just I mean. shot in the fourth. He only shot once. And what was he doing? Well, he did have one point. He had two points in the second half. I know that. But he shot once in the fourth. But what was he doing? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I kind of plateaued with my uh, my my weight loss right now. So, I'm, I'm at that moment. So, <laughs> I think he was at I think he was at the same cardio doing that same shit that as me. 
Because he didn't do... I, I could have went out there and did the same shit with my plateau that I was doing as James Harden. And he getting paid millions of dollars? I think they... I don't know how true this is. They said the Heat in game one, they brought his favorite stripper out to game one. And it fucked his game up. He only had like 14 points or something like that. That nigga's never going to get a ring. I told you that. Kobe told you that. Yeah, Kobe did Kobe say Kobe told you he was sitting next to Trace McGrady. And he said that that way of playing is not sufficient to win a championship. And motherfucker said that Kobe was hating. Kobe told the truth. That's the piece. How do you say that? How do you <laughs> tell somebody that he's hating a man that went through that seven well, times and came out victorious five of those times? How do you tell him he's hating? He has the experience for that. <laughs> it's the shit I'm talking about, man. People just love to t- hear themselves talk. Or what about that one clip you sent me? Or no, no, you didn't send it to me. I think I wanted to send it to you or you retweeted it about that. He was talking to an, this dude was talking to an NBA player and he was talking oh, about yeah. Kevin Durant and LeBron. And he said like, no, KD's. Uh, yeah, I forgot who the NBA player was. And he was telling them, look, I have a lot of respect for LeBron. He goes, look, first of all, both these motherfuckers is like once in a lifetime type players. Yeah. Um, they're crazy. He goes, but I fear Kevin Durant's pump fake. More than I fear LeBron's because you have to give it that much credit. And this motherfucker was just fighting this. I don't even know if he's a former NBA player or if he's a current NBA player. It doesn't matter. This guy played played in the NBA and he kept fighting this man saying, no, I don't believe it. And he goes, okay, I'm telling you, I played. And he goes, well, I'm telling you, I watched. That that shit. And he said it with his straight face. What kind of shit is that? As if this man not only played, but had to go back and watch the footage of him playing on a daily basis. Like he was a coach. Yeah. And he was trying to explain to an NFL. He was trying to explain to an NBA player his own game because he wanted to fit his narrative. He didn't want to be wrong. Nasty behavior, man. That was wrong. Like, why they give you a mic, nigga? So I'm saying, you know, contrary, like, I know it's a lot of vitriol out there for the need to be right, and people saying that about women. It's a lot of nasty ass motherfuckers out here that that's men too. Yeah. They, they, it's just this need to be right instead of just you know, accepting what people are telling you, or just be like, you know what, okay, and just leaving it at that, you know. Yeah. But it, but leaving it, it ain't even about okay. The man has played against both. When there he, is no okay. Exactly. He's that's, played against both. That's why when artists like even rank their albums, their own albums, leave it alone. Leave it alone. Don't get mad. That's their work. That's how they view it. So if Michael decided. If I was talking to Michael Jackson and he felt that history was his best work, I'm gonna be like, "All right, not even get mad about it." I wouldn't even get mad. I would. I wouldn't even ask him to be like, "Explain yourself in that term." I would ask him, "Wow, can you explain like, the process of why that is?" You know yeah, what I'm like that's a, these motherfuckers get upset where it's like, "Why?" Because they feel like you're challenging what they've invested in, and it's yeah. like, "Damn, it's okay to like." For the longest time, Eminem did an interview, and he was saying how he felt relapse. He feels relapse is his Royce album. He felt encore was better. Personally, for me, I love that damn album, and I was like, "What the fuck?" But then. As I got older and I went back and revisited the album, I was like, okay, I like the album, but I can understand why he didn't like it because he didn't show no growth. I get it now, you know? So it's like, I'm not going to argue with the man who made the fucking shit. So it's like, I guess. Bro, people, we, we love to come out here and we love to say Tupac is the most poetic, the most lyrical influence. Mm-hmm. I'm a hypocrite. Hypocrite. My favorite album is All Eyes on Me. Mm-hmm. He ain't his most lyrically in-depth. You know why? Why? Because the nigga joined the Death Star. It's Death Row. It's my favorite label. Death Row. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have reasons for why I like certain things. He joined my favorite label. He's like, he joined the NWO. 
Yeah, like it's the it's his best produced album. You know what Most I'm saying? Like sound album. Yeah, he joined my favorite label. They get they had the best produced like all that type of shit. I can be a hypocrite in that. Fine, fuck it, whatever. Who cares? Shit, that's my favorite shit. Fuck you. Not you, but I, I know. I like Machiavelli. Not you, but the people. Um, yeah, nah, these motherfuckers gotta leave that shit alone, man. I swear, bro. Like they, they take so much shit to heart. Stop taking shit to heart. It's your opinions. That's my opinion. That's why I always say to me a lot because I don't want to argue with you, motherfuckers. No yeah, more. yeah. I mean, the older yeah. I get, the more I just don't want to argue with folks no more. Yeah. Some dudes all getting mad about. My opinion about wrestling is like, and they just kept trying to write in paragraphs to me, and I just kept sending them gifts back. Oh, you side with the oppressor. Okay. Yeah, what do you want me to do with that information? Oh, I, I, the union. Uh, okay. That's what they sound like to me. Like, honestly, it sounds like people wanted me to come in here and, like, argue with you about your take on Kendrick's album. And I'm like, I'm not going to argue with Busby about I'm not his gonna... take on, like, if he felt that's how he felt. That's how you felt about the album. Like, I have a different, I have and a different I'm not experience, but I'm not going to force him about Yeah. Like, I'm not going to listen to it two different ways. I'm just going to explain how I heard it. And I used that. to feel that way back in the day, but, you know, you grow old. You yeah. mature. It's people's I'm not opinions. Gonna, I'm not going to change somebody. I'm not going to change an opinion on something that's subjective. I'm just going to lace, give how I felt on something that is my opinion based on a couple facts. And then that's that. Like, at the end of the day, that that's and how it just, goes. Your opinion. That's why I don't get mad about reviews. I don't get mad about none of the stuff or, or pitchfork posts. If they like, I'm just gonna say this though. I did feel, I did feel kind of laughing when the album just dropped, and I looked on Wikipedia and you saw all the media outlets that gave it five out of five. That's why I, I wasn't trusting any. I wasn't trusting nobody. <laughs> yeah, I laughed because it was just like, what the fuck? But I was like, fuck it. Hip hop. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. hey, that's going to be in history. So, hey, fuck it. Hip hop. Yeah, I'm like, all right, cool. That's fine. Whatever. But I'm like, y'all motherfuckers is liars. There's no way. <laughs> you heard this off one listen. You were like, perfection. No, fuck no, y'all. I knew it was a classic, but I didn't know what it was fully until I listened to yeah. it the hundred times. Fuck y'all. <laughs> 10 out of 10 bullshit bullshit <laughs> yes, at the very least you could have put favorable I would have been fine with that but 10 out of no fuck you <laughs> get out of my face that's why I'm glad shit. we're recording this album now because now we could we properly sat with it yeah because if we would have came in the next day I wouldn't know what to say I just knew I was not coming in here saying it was bad that's all I knew I was coming in I, I was if not we gonna say if it was we bad if we recorded that next day I would not have had an opinion about anything I would not have. I was like, I don't know what to say. Like, I can't. I gotta sit with this. I wouldn't have came in saying it was bad, but I definitely would have came in. Well, I'm smoking on this nigga's top five. <laughs> Smoke on this nigga's top five records. <laughs> you know, it was like it was one of the, and that's why I'm glad it's leading to this discussion because now people are talking about, yo, we should maybe listen to albums now. Maybe pe- you think, yeah, you, you think. Yeah, fucking think. Not just put microwave music and just, you know, put 30 tracks down on a playlist and just move on and shit. No, you're looking at it as a complete body of work. That's why I like listening to albums. I mean, even that goes with Future's album. I mean, I always say this about Future. Mm-hmm. You People can say what they want about Future. Mm-hmm. Okay. But one thing you can't take away from him is in his DNA, that man is a part of musical royalty. Mm-hmm. 
You cannot take that away from him. That's why when so many people are shocked, like, oh my God, he's still here. I'm yes, because he's musically developed to last. Mm-hmm. That's why people sound like future, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Because he is musically inclined. Yeah. So even when you look at his his uh, his creative process, yeah, it looks like somebody that's just mumbling. Yes, because he's going through a different process of I want melody first. Kanye does the same shit. Because yeah. once I get my melody right, then I can go into toxic. I can fill in the toxic void. underrealm shit. And let it absorb everything. Oh, God. Okay. I guess Future has your album of the year right now. That's yeah, so Vince Staples. Wow. Well, two, I'll say this. Two West Coast niggas have the best rap albums this year. Yeah, they're up there. <laughs> yeah. But I will say, but but Future oh my, Future is right there. Yeah. Like, that, like, I will say, that album is is still great. Um, there is still a lot of uh, replay value in that album. There's a lot of replay value albums this year. Yeah, there is. Kendrick to Pusher to Vince Staples to who else? Denzel Curry. Weekend. Man. I still need to get on that Saba album. Yeah. That one was At really least for bad. me. Yeah, uh, for I, you, haven't, I haven't gotten to that, but I've seen a lot of people a, that I, I trust their opinions. Oh, yeah, it's good, but it's just, it, it's not like the last one. It's eh. I mean, I feel how I feel about future Vince Staples and all, and Denzel Curry, mm-hmm. but I at least want to listen for myself to see. Oh, yeah, of where course, I can, of course, you know, yeah. Listen. But to me, that was very, um, it was pretty anime. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm anticipating Travis Scott with Utopia. Oh yeah, because that's gonna drop at some point this year. Um, but yeah, no, just music in general, it's it's, it's really just about how you. I want to say how about how you receive. It's really just. Taking the time with a project, literally, bro. Um, like that's why I like. That's why there was that one period. I think it was, was it two thousand eighteen or nineteen when there was just a whole shitload of music that just kept dropping. Yeah, like it was like a bucket of music, and it was just like too much that I couldn't absorb uh, all of it. It was just, it was a lot. And then in the instance, if you, if you pull a, uh, imagine this. Let me, let me paint a picture for you. Mm. Imagine you are a part of cancel culture and you done cancel some motherfuckers, but then you do some shit where you got you catch a one to three bid and you end up in the jail in New York. You got nothing but time to sit down and listen to a concert that you thought you canceled. This nigga R. Kelly. Yeah. You ain't got nothing but time to listen to R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. He ain't going nowhere at all. He done had himself a weekend. <laughs> And I know it hurts people to say that. I mean, part of me, it, it kill, it, I, I'm going to say it kills me because st- I'm not listening to the music. Me neither. But it's just a testament to say your internet shit is not real life. Like somebody said. There is the, still a world even in I'll, jail. Yeah. There, I remember some dude on Twitter said like, somebody's like, oh, R. Kelly's good. It's like, no, it's, R. Kelly's music wasn't that good. It's canceled, Nick Nicka. No. That shit is nasty, but. It's nasty for a reason. It's nasty to look back on it and be like, damn, because it's that damn good. Yeah. Like, don't, he was. He was a, yeah, 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 I look back at it and be like, damn, because of the source material. But that music was good. But that music was damn good. It's just yuck because of the source material. It's that simple. Like you can go back and listen to it. I y'all, if you can 
disconnect yourself from that and listen to it. More power to more you. More power to you. But for me, nah. Mm-mm. Anyway. That being said, uh, of course, he got the name drop in... Uh, Kendrick's album twice. Yeah. And then there was a report saying R. Kelly is bringing nothing but smiles and joy to your New York inmates when he is hosting his own concerts and sing-alongs when he's having his own jailhouse rock. That's right. They going crazy for that thoing thoing. They going crazy for that ignition remix. I believe I could fly. What else they going wild for? Uh, Bringing them back to America. (laughs) Stepping in the name of love. All them hits. That sounds like Imagine canceling him on social media and then you get to jail and this nigga having concerts every Friday. And you got no choice but to sing And you got no choice but to be there singing. And you know once he figures out how to read, he gonna figure out how to stream that shit. He gonna figure out a way to get out. Find some type of loophole. I don't know about that, but he gonna find a way to stream that shit. This is gonna be rolling loud federal. I still can't believe that that, that shit. Yeah, that happened. And on that note, well, because he befriended the dude that yeah, shot up that the shot up the yeah the subway. He's just shootings everywhere. You know what I mean, yeah, yeah. Thoughts and prayers to all the families. Which that's I hate all I'm say. saying for mm-hmm. for the families. Yeah. I'm, I ain't, got uh, yeah. bare arms. Yeah, bare arms. Uh, Freddie gives me the bare arms too. What's up with your boy? And ain't stopping me from buying the music, but. They out here turning him into cousin buddy. <laughs> yeah, apparently, allegedly, Benny's people. He was he was doing a show in Buffalo, and Benny the Butcher's people, I guess, gave him hands and feet, and it's on video because TMZ had the footage. They say if he Muslim, why was he in the the pork shop? <laughs> yeah, and I just said, <laughs> what's big business? Said he keep getting his ass whooped like he going up against DX. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! I made a prediction last year that Freddie Gibbs was gonna have one of the best rap out. I said Kendrick M. Pusher, um, Hove. I feel Hove's gonna drop an album, and Freddie Gibbs is gonna have the best rap album this year. I think he's gonna drop one of the greatest albums because you know why? Why? Joy wouldn't feel so good if it wasn't for pain. <laughs> yeah, he gotta have a therapy session too. First time I got. <laughs> what was it? First time I fucked a white bitch. He was in Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> I really it is like a therapeutic ass beat though. <laughs> like you confessing your sins. <laughs> I'm a killer. He's a killer. She's a killer, bitch. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> I love that. Because <laughs> that just that really That's the hot dog video me. Yeah, I knew that for when I first heard it. I'm like, wow. Or the um, they got the cowboy fan on yeah. Mr. Morrell. <laughs> it was the worst performance I've ever seen I in had, my life. I knew exactly who that was. I'm like, it was it that game? The fort the oh my god, that game. Yeah, you know, it was it was a 2012 game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, ah, oh, damn it. Yeah, because then that's what the Niners gave was some of shit. I'm like, that's what we gave you. I mean, going based off of interludes and uh, and sound clips, ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was in sound clips. Ten out of ten, my boy. I give him that. Hey, no, die. no uh, error or no uh, bad response from me there. All I know is dissect. They they're looking like LeBron in Game Six. They're looking at that out like the dissect podcast. They dissect all all the um, lyrics and shit like that. 
they're gonna dissect this album layer by layer. Oh, I they, thought they was, I thought they was looking at it like um like homeboy that does all the skits. I'm thirty six. I'm thirty six. <laughs> <laughs> No, they're like, they're like, oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they broke down Tip of a Butterfly. They broke down Damn. They're going to break this shit down. And oh, yeah. They, they, yeah got, they got to wait a while. They got to yeah, wait for the concerts, the performances, the interviews. I hope Kendrick doesn't do an interview for this shit. I hope because he went straight to Ghana. I knew we went to yeah, some They showed shit. a picture of our Elliot Wilson put a picture of him up on social media. I don't know if he was with him. It was him got. and his wife. Like, he's still out there. I know. I don't know, but um, it was a picture that nobody else has. I don't know. Well, Elliot, but shout out to Elliot Wilson. He be, man, he be posting. He does. No, I just knew we were into some shit when as soon as the cover, I saw the cover art, and then I was like, oh yeah, Kendrick's in Ghana for the album, before the album release. And I'm like, oh, so he's out of here. Oh, we about to hear some shit, and he don't want to say shit about it. He don't right. want to look at nothing. And that's how you protect your, your peace, your, I your mental health. I, I choose me, I'm sorry. Damn, that song's so funny. Just like uh, that Lovers and Friends festival. Well, well, I think the pandemic was trying to save us from something. <laughs> Saving me from spectacular. You saw that clip. Yeah, that took was... off that. that took off that. Uh... Wiped his balls with it and threw it in the crowd. I first saw the clip. I was like, "What is Ty Dolla Sign doing?" <laughs> and then I saw it. and I was like, "Oh, that's spectacular." They'd unlocked up the wrong pretty Ricky member. Yeah, and then who? And then what they said like the sound. That, that nigga is a menace to society. That like he, he should be. He should really be arrested for that. That is. And I guess that, they, there is COVID in that. And he and he don't even need to do that because that's the one that is uh that has wealth in all them uh cryptocurrencies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a damn shame. Really. Is and somebody really caught that. <laughs> yeah. And apparently, like I, I guess the vape. The, what's it called? What's it called again? The lovers and friends shit. Friend. Yeah, it didn't go too well. Like, I guess the VIP was blocked off. I don't know if you saw. Like, I guess mm-hmm. the general admission was all the way in the back. Cause you remember how we, where we were in dang Vegas and yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> the VIP, the super VIP was the one that was up close. Everybody else was like all the way in the back. Literally all the way in the back. You couldn't get no good view or anything. Oh, no. I choose me. I'm I'm not sorry. I choose me. I'm not sorry. Like, no. they say it was too hot. That water was yeah. too... <laughs> there, there's something about festivals in the desert going into summertime. I'm just... I'm nah. not subscribing to that agenda. Mm-mm. They said... And then, like, the soundboard, Mace got mad that his set got cut because he went over and he dis- and he thought Diddy had something to do with it. When, oh, yeah. But, when, yeah. really, you were just late, you stupid nigga. And yeah, they said he thought it was, Diddy has something to do with it. Even though Diddy was at the Billboard Awards, artists were dropping out. Niggas were mad at J- Brandy dropped out, but still had enough time to get mad at Jack Harlow for not knowing who she is and not who knows who she is, but didn't know that her, him, that her and Ray J were, you know, siblings. And I just chalked that up like he's young, stupid, but young. <sighs> I, 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 I didn't every day people wake up finding some reason to be upset, upset, and thoroughly invested about something, and I'm like. Get a life. All right, man. Like, On that note. So, uh, we, oh, one more. Oh, uh, what? Uh, Abbott Elementary. They have officially been uh, tagged as ABC's uh, favorite child now. Mm-hmm. They're ABC's franchise kid. They are now taking over what used to be Modern Family's uh, primetime slot, 9 p.m. on Wednesdays. Good for them. That is their slot now, going into Good season two. Good for them. And shout out to Monique. She got a job. Calvin got a job. She is taking over as the character Goldie, going into BMF mm-hmm. season two. 
good for her. 50 don't play. He don't play. Got her on there. I thought she was going to be on power. As I thought too. But, mm. And shouts out to Michael Rainey and uh, I keep forgetting homeboy's name. Uh, the white boy? Yeah, Gio. Uh, they got their own podcast. Uh, the crew has it. So recast the podcast now? Mm-hmm. What's it called? The crew has it. No, oh, that's what it's called. And what are they talking about? Just uh, everything power related. Um, when they their first episode was just them two. When they first got on power, um, the last episode had uh, had Alex uh, who plays um, Effie, mm. and then this week's episode has um, Young Kanan. Mm, okay, yeah, I'm gonna listen to that. It's on YouTube. Oh, it's only on YouTube. Um, well, I mean, you can listen to it, but shit, it's on YouTube. You might as well watch it on YouTube. It's better that way. Fuck it. Yeah, no, anyway. they they doing big things with that. They shit. On that note, this is episode two sixty five. Four. Four. It's two sixty four of the big step up, Mister Busby of the Illogical Sense Podcast, the most consistent podcast in the area. You can always follow me on Twitter. Shout out, Mister Fab. You can follow us. You can follow me, Mister Busby, at. Mr. Busby for lowercase o eight on Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram at Theological Sense. You can always follow us on yeah the Facebook. And am I missing on something? If it's not up on Instagram, we're gonna figure that shit out because we had some technical difficulties we got hit up with before we started recording. Yeah, we're we gonna get that figured out. We'll get that figured out. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You know it. Yeah, just yeah, follow, yeah. Follow, follow the Twitter for the time being. But yeah, we, we we're there. We're there. Oh yeah, JC. Give me a hell, yeah! And on all social media, you can follow me at JC No Ah, what else? Oh, um, the offer has actually been pretty good. Been oh, it's gotten better? Yeah, I mean, it's still a lot of fluff, but it's 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 thoroughly entertaining. Uh, they finished uh, Winning Time. Heard it was a good, great one. finale. Heard it was a great finale. Really, really good. Mm. Uh, what else is there? Uh, we Own the City. How's that? It's almost uh, it's almost finished, uh, man. Good that's, shit. That's some shit. That's too, I've been watching that the, is some shit. I've been watching the Real World Reunion special, which is got some good shit to watch. Uh, man, just a lot. It's too much, man. It's too much. But you already know I'm here next week. I mean, I ain't I ain't here, but you're the boss. You know where you know where I'm at next week. Leave me alone. And not just the men. But the, the women, women and the children, too. So that's, I, why, that's why they all understand. Okay. I'm glad you brought this up. We are on hour three. You brought it and up. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm keep this real, you real short and simple. Uh, but I really don't understand this. Uh, okay. Obi-Wan shows up to this woman, Padme. Rest in peace, Padme. Luke and Leia's mama. Okay. Mm-hmm. I respect her in that realm. But yeah. I don't understand. How is you a damn senator and you don't get this shit? Okay, he show up to this woman. Mm-hmm. I have seen Anakin killing younglings. No, not Anakin. I don't believe you. It's on film. Bitch, I told you not just the men, but the women and children too, three years ago, and you married me. You married. No, it's not even about the film. Yeah. I told, told you three you years ago, not just I the men, but the women, women and the children, children too. too. And I hate those motherfuckers. I told you. And now there's video footage, and you, you stupid children. <laughs> I remember you was conflicted. But, You've turned her against me! Misusing your influence. You've done that yourself! Abusing your power. Um. <laughs> Some of all did the same. <laughs> Full of resentment. Full of rage. 
Is it new? Oh, man, whatever. I'm going to go on a whole rant now. <laughs> anyway. I just don't, I don't understand her thought process in that. I really like, don't. And there was a, well, she was in love. No. And she was pregnant. No. Bad writing. No. Well, the, the right, I'm not, I'm, I'm talking about from her perspective. <laughs> no. Her. He showed you who he was. When someone shows you who they are, believe them. Context. Come on, man. On that note. Peace. Peace. Peace.